Just a few minutes away from kickoff between the Blair Oaks Falcons and the Central Rebels who have made their way out onto the field. You heard Jared Pettis break it down. This is the furthest the Central Rebels have made it through the state tournament. Under head coach Corey Schleiss in all of his years, this is the first time he has captured a state playoff victory. Meanwhile, on the opposite side of the field, the hosting Blair Oaks Falcons. This has become familiar territory for them. 7-3 in state semifinals. They've won 19 of the last 23 district championships. And for Blair Oaks, in terms of state championships, how about this for familiarity? They won in 22 just a year ago, won in 2020 up in Class 3. And 2018, and also if you go back to 06 and 04, they won those titles as well. Five titles since the turn of the century. An impressive mark for a very impressive Blair Oaks bunch that head coach Corey Schweiss of the Central Rebels. He likened them to the Valley Catholic Warriors, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them in person for the first time to see if that comparison holds up throughout. And we'll see what kind of depth Blair Oaks has as they only have one starter going both ways. They normally start two. Uh, Wildy, normally this uh, one of the safeties in a receiver he is out for today's game along with starting running back elijah luckett so we'll see what kind of depth blair oaks has on their sideline as folks they they got about twice the guys over here but they're all going to be farmer strong too we were driving through the countryside and we're like there is nothing out here this may be a lot of farms on the drive this may be interesting so we'll see what the coin toss decides here as looks like the official talking to the central rebels captain Casey murphy well, you mentioned with the class size as well, being a fringe class two, class three team, this Blair Oaks, very similar to Valley Catholic again, certainly showing out in numbers. The Central Rebels won the toss. They elect to receive. They will receive to our left. So that means the Blair Oaks Falcons will be kicking the ball away first. Interesting that Central back-to-back weeks has elected to receive the ball first. Central usually a team that wants to defer, and that me personally that's always my preference let's get the ball coming out of the locker room at halftime we have a chance to see what you're made of make adjustments and then we'll get the ball but i wonder if this almost plays into what we saw last week against borgia where the central rebels st francis borgia went back and forth throughout much of that game it was far closer than the 50 28 final score that we saw but central wanted to be able to put st francis borgia on the ropes and get them to play chase the entire time as opposed to being able to play ahead if they get the ball first and folks this blair oaks team the least amount of points they've scored this year was against lutheran north who hillsborough plays today that was 30 points that is the minimum they have scored this year so if you're Corey Schweiss, you want to get on the board and try to chase them up the scoreboard 43 degrees barely a thin veil of clouds across the sky and a light wind as well coming out of the end zone to our right as Blair Oaks opening kick is a low squib kick that hops to the third level where it's grabbed by Caden Casey a little shake and bake at the 30 breaks one tackle there across the 30 and taken down at the 34 yard line opening kickoff brought to you by Boyd and Associates turning complicated matters into simple concepts John Boyd with Boyd and Associates has been bringing accounting integrity character client focus and dedication to our local community for 20 years the Central Rebels with their road white uniforms red helmets matching the red pants will bring you their starting lineup brought to you by shelter insurance proud to be a part of high school sports Casey Murphy's the quarterback with Jackson Jones playing some running back and some tight end Barrett Henson will switch in with him as well the receivers Joe Bryant Cannon Harlow Caden Casey and Braden Berry and speaking of Joe Bryant he's got it on the near side trying to get the edge and spun down with a beautiful open field tackle made by Nick Klosser coming in from the safety position going to be a loss of about one on the play the offensive line for the Central Rebels from left to right reads Cole Presswood, Hayden Carver, Logan Murray, Sammy Calloway, and Nathan Weinhold. Let's meet the defense for the Blair Oaks Falcons. They'll go 3-4 four, and 4-3 four, 
four quite a lot with this defensive front. The defensive line features Varner or Bryson Varner, Jackson Marshall, and Parker Bennett. Central lines up with trips to the left. We'll get you the rest for Blair Oaks in just a moment. One receiver to the right and a back in the backfield. Back to pass. Murphy taking a shot down the middle of the field. He's got Cannon Harlow on a post pattern at the 25. Cannon Harlow will score. Central strikes first, 6 nothing. they lead. Repeat of last week, except this time it's the second play of the game and not the third play of the game. And Cannon Harlow streaking down the middle of the field. We wondered, hey, what, what, what will Central do? They, they've got a lot of trickeration that they like pulling out. That time it was just a straight go route down the middle of the field at Cannon Harlow with that SEC speed showing showing why he's going to be a track star at Mizzou as Central's getting ready to take it go for two here uh, but what a, what a way to start for the Central Rebels you got up on them early 67 yard receiving touchdown for the future decathlete at Mizzou jump ball corner of the end zone on the two-point conversion through the fingertips of Bryant incomplete so the score remains 6-0. Central Rebels over the Blair Oaks Falcons just 55 seconds into our contest. 11.05 remains in quarter number one. We'll get a look at that potent Blair Oaks offense when we return after this on AM 1240 KFMO. Unico Bank in Park Hills is one of 16 locations providing quality service to you. Offering internet and mobile banking, checking, debit cards, and so much more. Unico Bank is the choice for personal and commercial services. Visit Unico Bank in Park Hills today or online at unicobank.com. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Unico Bank in Park Hills, member FDIC. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. Blair Oaks Falcons getting ready to return, anticipating a short kickoff from Central. That's probably the one element missing from the Rebels this season is they don't have too much of a kicking game, something that they have featured in years past that's actually been a huge strength for the Rebels. You go back to the days of when Justin Bridges was regularly booming kicks out of the back of the end zone for touchbacks. Those days are not here anymore. It's a short kickoff that's going to skip out of bounds about the 37-yard line, so it's going to be good starting field position for the Blair Oaks Falcons. We'll bring you their starting lineup, brought to you by Shelter Insurance agent Brian Laramore, located at 306 North Washington Street in Farmington. Allow Brian to help protect your family with life insurance. Tyler Batts, the starting quarterback for the Blair Oaks Falcons today. The running back is going to be Hayden Lackman with the wide receivers of Ander Halford, Nick Klosser, uh, Warren Davis, and Jackson Engelbrecht. The offensive line from left to right, Carson Rustemeyer, Justin Ketting, Zach Bonnet, Cole Peters, who as the right guard was conference player of the year, conference offensive player of the year, and at right tackle, it's Justin Atnip. First and 10 at the 45-yard line for the Blair Oaks Falcons, but we'll see. Whistles blow. The play dead. Excuse me, it's actually at the 44-yard line, and I think they just weren't ready. No flags are down. Now the officials are ready to go. So first and 10 for the Blair Oaks Falcons. We'll get you the central defensive starters in a moment. Wing back on either side. Empty backfield for Tyler Bax, the quarterback, as Lackman now motions into the backfield. And a designed QB run for Bax, who swallowed up in the backfield. Taken down for a loss on the play. Sammy Callaway in there on the stop, along with a number of his Central Rebel defenders. And P.J. Jones, one of the best defensive minds in the state of Missouri, has probably the tallest task of his career in front of him today, taking on the Blair Oaks Falcons. Another empty set, wing back on either side, two receivers left, one to the right. They're going to move the running back, Rackers, who will rotate in to the backfield, hand it off to him on the edge, and Jackson Jones runs him out of bounds after a gain of two on the play. Yeah, they're just giving him nothing right now, and Blair Oaks, they run a lot of everything out 
out of the shotgun, but they're really run heavy with their they try to establish the line of scrimmage. If you talk to Coach LePage, he's he's respectful, but he says we we don't want to pass. We want to run the ball and we'll see what they do here on third and long. They're working quickly, play fake to Lackman, outward breaking routes, hit with the ball and stuck right away, but continuing to fight his way forward through Caden Casey for a first down is Closser. He was hit right at about the sticks for the first. Caden Casey had him dead to right, but he did not give up. Kept turning his legs and turns it into a nice gain of 15. And they're in turbo mode right now. They're not giving Central any time to breathe as it's a handoff to Lackman, and he's going to get stood up but still spin forward for a pickup of about four. A nice piece of running for Lackman there. And it's second down, six yards to go for Blair Oaks, who continues to work quickly. You mentioned it pregame, Blair Oaks. With the injuries, they only have one player who's going both ways. That's Klosser. Motion from the defensive line, and there comes the flag. They got the Central Rebels jumping off sides. We'll use this as an opportunity to bring you the Central Rebels defensive starters. Brought to you by David Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance. 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the Parkland since 1955. Central Rebel defense will typically go 4-3, but they will rotate 3-4 as well. Eli Rasnick, Nathan Weinhold, Silas Richardson, and Hayden Carver, the defensive linemen. Cannon Harlow, Jackson Jones, and Sammy Calloway, the linebackers, with Chad Cosby rotating in. The corners are Caden Casey and Braden Berry, and the safeties Joe Bryan and Casey Murphy. Backs with time in the pocket. Now he'll take off and run as he tucks it around the offensive line on the right-hand side, lowers his shoulder, and stopped at the 26-yard line. He's got a first down as he picks up seven. And a lot of this run game operates from the sophomore backs, who's one of the first quarterbacks that's not had the last name Hare out here in over a decade. Yeah, it's been a while since someone without that name has been starting at quarterback for Blair Oaks as the give on the end of round two, Glosser, and he gets tackled, turning it up the right-hand side, a gain of five. And we so the s- offense is clicking now after starting off slow out of the gates for Blair Oaks. They're moving the ball with last couple of plays and this is very similar to what we saw last week with Borgia where Borgia was able to kind of gap uh, Central and get chunk plays maybe four or five yards every play but they were doing it on the ground we'll see if Central can start uh, stiffen up here as Blair Oaks has gone quick they've got a man in motion they're going to move into the backfield Lackman fake to him they keep from backs and he's tackled in the open field Kaysen Murphy skying in from the safety position on the tackle for loss Going to lose two yards of the play, third down and a long seven coming up for the first. And we'll see if they try to go conservative here, try to get a couple yards and try to go for it on fourth down as they're just outside or just inside the 25-yard line. This is also an opportunity to take a shot if the safeties are playing that far downhill. They're just inside the red zone. Blair Oaks with the ball on the 24-yard line. Pass across the middle, low and incomplete. Trying to connect with Glosser, and that'll bring up fourth down and seven and a big decision here for Blair Oaks. Their kicker, Nolan Laughlin, he seems to be staying on the sideline for now. And Blair Oaks appears to be going for it. They will as Ted LePage calling out a play to his offense as they continue to work no huddle. They'll set up with two receivers to the left, a wing back, and two receivers on the right-hand side. Backs re-signals to the play to the slot receiver on the right-hand side. That's Clauser. Backs, pass, completed on the outward breaking route to Engelbrecht. And he's got it right at about the spot for the first. It's close. The sticks are officially all the way on the far side of the field, so we'll see. Blair Oaks lined up as if if they've got it, and now the officials do signal first down for Blair Oaks. 
First and 10 with the ball on the 15-yard line. And that was just too much cushion as it was an outbreaking route toward the sideline. They, that was just a design play to get the first. Caden Casey, the corner in coverage. I think he thought he had the speed to attack downhill on it. Design QB draw. Backs is met by Jackson Jones at the line. He continues to pull Jones forward until help comes in. And now they pull backs backwards. Forward momentum turns it into a gain of four on the play. Second down and six yards to go with the ball on the 11. Officially, it's a gain of three. They're going to put him on the 12. Backs listed at six. 160. That's not a good matchup for him, but he was able to get powerful yardage against Jackson Jones before reinforcements arrived. Like Coach Twice said, they're not overly large, this team, but they are incredibly tough, and they've shown it on this drive here. Another run up the middle for Bax as he takes it just shy of the spot necessary for the first. Yeah, they can still pick up a first down on this drive if they get it inside the five-yard line. A gain of three takes it to the seven-yard line, third and two. Keeper, left side, backs, met in the hole again by Jackson Jones, but again continues to fight forward, and he might have gotten the first down because of it. Official on the near side says he's just inside the five by a foot, and that is a first down for Blair Oaks as this long drive continues. It began with 11.05 left to go on the clock, and even working no huddle, we're down to seven and a half to play in quarter number one. Central lead 6-0. Blair Oaks first and goal looking to tie things up. They've got it on the five-yard line with twins to the right, a wingback and a receiver on the left-hand side, and a tight end on the right-hand side as well. Design QB runs to that right-hand side and into the end zone to Tie us up at six all. Tyler backs from five yards out. Low squib kick grabbed at the second level by Barrett Henson. He's wrapped up at the 40 by a trio of Falcons. Spins out of it, but gets taken down. He actually wound up losing yards because of that. His forward progress would have had him at the 40. Instead, he's going to get at the 38. But and Barrett Henson is one Blair Oak Falcon broken tackle away from potentially scoring a touchdown. Yeah, and that was the first time we really seen him grab the ball on the on the kickoff. A lot of times it's Caden Casey or Joe Bryant, but he's he's not one of those guys that you can overlook. He comes in off the bench. He's going to be a tough runner, and that time he was able to break about three tackles. He had three guys wrapped up on him, and he was able to wiggle his way out. Blair Oaks playing close up along the line of scrimmage. Their safeties are only lined up about seven yards deep. Screen pass almost intercepted. It was off the fingertips too far from Cannon Harlow and almost right into the midst of Austin Nigels. Yeah. Nilgis, excuse me. He was taking the spot of Joey Wildy, the, the, one of the uh, players that we talked about going two ways. But man, that was almost picked off by Nilgis coming off the bench. Twin receivers on either side, lined up tight along the line of scrimmage. Now they're going to motion Joe Bryant out, similar to what the Miami Dolphins like to do. Casey Murphy lobs it near side, and it's incomplete. He's looking for Braden Berry. Third down and 10 coming up for the Central Rebels. They do not want to give it back to Blair Oaks. Three and out, especially with how well that Blair Oaks offense was moving the ball downfield. And we were listening, I talked, talking with Coach LePay. He, he asked Lutheran North, hey, who is the best D-line you faced? It was this group. This group is going to be really challenging for the central def uh, offensive line. Most of them go both ways. Twin receivers tight right, two receivers to the left. Rolling to his left is Cason Murphy. His pass pulled in and good enough for the first down. Caden Casey with the reception along the far sideline in an outward breaking route. It was about a 15 back to 12 comeback route, and I love seeing that from receivers. That's usually a 12 back to 10 type of route. That's usually how it's drawn up, but you got to go a little deeper. Make sure you get the first down once you catch it. Here come the Rebels. 
with a wide receiver out wide on either side, a wing back on either side, one back in the backfield to the left of Casey Murphy. It's Jackson Jones. They're going to get a new play from the sideline as Corey Schweitz, their head coach, will change things up. Jones now lines up in the pistol, and they'll give it to him right up the middle. He'll tumble forward for a short gain of three. And fans want some flags thrown for extracurricular activities. Not. Looks like it was going both ways. They'll let that go for now, at least. Not too, not 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 too early in this game for it to get a little a little rough as everybody's trying to get out of the pile. As it was Hayden Carver trying to get up, and now there as it was a, a modest gain there. We'll see if they're able to run the ball. That was the first time that they've really tried to to run the ball today. Really, only five plays and first run there. So we'll see if they're able to establish that against this defensive line. Central lined up, twin receivers left and right, split out wide. Joe Bryant in the backfield. They'll swing him out to the left. Design QB run with Kaysen Murphy, and he's driven backwards and stuffed right about the line of scrimmage. I think he got just a yard. Third down and six coming up for the first for the Central Rebels. And that's Bryson Varner, 6'3", 220, coming at you. And that's not, that's not a battle Kaysen Murphy's going to win. This is a defense that also sports a D1 commit in Brady Kerper, and he's going to the Air Force Academy. So we'll see what kind of run prevention they got as they were really able to shut out Westminster early on in last week's game. We'll see if Central's able to counterattack here as it's third and on the long side of manageable. Third and about six, balls on the 44-yard line. They're going to motion the running back out of the backfield and Barrett Henson. Murphy's got time. Now he'll roll to his left, keeping his eyes downfield. He'll tuck and run. He's got the first down as he's running out of bounds right about the 37-yard line. Got it by a yard. He needed six and picked up seven. Good decision by Casey Murphy. No one was open down the field. Man coverage across the board. That means backs turn to the quarterback. Murphy takes off and picks up the first. And that's one of the things that he's been gaining as he's come back from that injury. We saw him in the return game against Farmington, not really wanting to move the ball a whole lot, trying to stay in the pocket. But now, as the confidence has regrown, as the season has gone along, we've seen him create with his feet a lot more and a lot of more design QB runs. That time, it was just scramble playmaking. Cannon Harlow motions left to right on the formation. They're trying to take advantage of the one-on-one. Caden Casey pulls it in. Using his body to screen the nickel corner in coverage, Jake Hagner. And he beats him on the inward breaking route to bring it inside the red zone. Ball spotted at the 13. And this is the first time we've really seen Central have a sustained drive in this game. This is the second one. They, they look to be on the ropes a little bit earlier in this drive. And now they're able to start moving the ball as they are finally in the red zone. They are at the Blair Oaks 13-yard line. Casey with two big-time receptions on this drive. He picked up the third down earlier. That one good for about 15. Joe Bryan motions to slot left. He breaks in an outward breaking route. Is rolling that way. Is Murphy pass tipped and incomplete almost intercepted the linebacker in coverage jace rackers had the best position on the ball if he gets that left hand up with his right hand i think he's got a shot at an interception in the end zone and most of the time you tell your your guys hey just either grab it or knock it out of bounds that time he knocked it out of bounds it's going to save the central possession as the the receiver just was clearly blanketed he had about three guys around him and luckily it was just knocked out of bounds as Looks like Central's going to go heavy here. Yeah, power eye formation, two backs in the backfield. Cannon Harlow, the tailback, fake to him, give to one of the fullbacks. It's Joe Bryant on the right-hand side with the inside reverse. Takes it inside the 10 and taken down at the 7-yard line. Gain of about 7 on the play, third and 3 coming up. You wonder how Blair Oaks is going to deal with the razzle-dazzle of this Central offense. Corey Schweiss, he's 20 years of experience and playbook to crack open here uh, he may, he's probably going to be throwing out all the stops and we thought he had a lot of trick plays last week against st francis borgia 
Bill Battle from the Washington, Missouri, and called it entertaining team with more tricks than a kid's magic set. Yeah, that's a very endearing but accurate description. Outward breaking route. Jackson Jones has it for the touchdown. That was the same play that three separate NFL teams scored a touchdown on a week ago. Saquon Barkley with the Giants, CMC with the 49ers. I don't recall the third off the top of my head, but Jackson Jones gets the score here. They bring all the receivers across the field right to left, and you sneak the running back out of the backfield from left to right into the vacated spot. Jones reels it in for the seven-yard touchdown reception. Murphy to pass, looking for two. Bryant's on the outward breaking route, pulls it in. 14 to seven year score. The Rebels have retaken the lead over the Blair Oaks Falcons with 3.33 left to go in quarter number one. We'll get another look at that impressive Blair Oaks offense when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. The employees and staff at your hometown Walmart Supercenter in Deloge are proud to support our local high school students and staff Proud to be a part of our area high school sports and proud of our local athletes. Walmart Supercenter in Deloge congratulates the Central Rebels on their district football championship and wishes them the best of luck in the state playoffs. No matter what, you have the support of Walmart Supercenter in Deloge. Save money, live better. That's the Walmart Supercenter in Deloge. Since 1968, Leadbelt Pump and Supply has been serving the community with authorized sales and service. They have over 30 years of experience to help you with a reputation for quality. If you need contract drilling, Leadbelt Pump and Supply is happy to serve you. You'll find Leadbelt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. That's 573-431-2476. Leadbelt Pump and Supply. Blair Oaks watches the kickoff innocently slide out of bounds on the far sideline. That'll set him up in some nice field position, and we'll go through a few of our sponsors, including Paw Fetchin, Pet Grooming in Park Hills, Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Walmart Supercenter located in Deloge, along with Dalton Home Improvement in Bonterre, Curtis Autoglass in Park Hills, and number nine, Coffee in Lettington. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast here as we cover the Central Rebels through the state playoffs. As Blair Oaks is going to get it first and 10 on the 45-yard line. They'll line up with two receivers to the left, a wingback on that side as well, and a receiver to the right, and one running back in the backfield. Now Coach, Coach Corey Schweitz has a question for Blair Oaks. Are there too many men on the field? I think he was wondering, hey, the ball went out of bounds at the 37. Why are you putting it at the 45 if yeah. you're going to tack on the 5? Yeah, there we go. Now they're going to put it on the 41 instead. Good catch by head coach Corey Schweiss. Blair Oaks, here they come. That same formation I just mentioned. Twins, wing back left, receiver right. One running back behind the quarterback, backs in the pistol. They're going to get a new play from the near sideline. Blair Oaks sporting the green uniforms with gray shoulders. The green matte helmet with the silhouette of the Falcon logo as the QB run near side. Backs met in the backfield and driven backwards. He tried to hurdle a Central Rebel defender, got caught up with an ankle tackle, and then driven backwards by the help. Going to be a loss of one on the play. Yeah, Casey Murphy blew that play up right away from his safety position, and it was Cannon Harlow to help clean things up from his linebacker position across the field as they're going quick right now. Play fake. They're going to take a shot. Working on the safety, Joe Bryant almost pulled it in with the backhanded interception with the right hand. And with all the catches I've seen through Joe Bryant's career, that would have been the best of all of them. The no-look look 
back in the last second, stick your right hand out and try to just grab it and pull it into yourself. He almost had that. And folks, that's saying something. We saw one of the greatest pick sixes last week to clinch that uh, quarterfinal match. That would have been even one better. That would have lasted not even seven complete days. Play fake. Back steps up in the pocket. Wrapped up by Cosby. Breaks through it. Here's Jackson Jones with him. He continues to fight forward and he's taken down right about the spot for the first. I think he's got it. Man, what toughness from Tyler Bax. He was wrapped up a couple of times, just kept churning those legs forward, and it's good enough for the first down gain of 10. And that's one thing we've questioned the last couple weeks as well about this defense. Can you tackle? I mean, he is 160 pounds out there, and he was just he, he was refusing to give up. He's listed 160. He's playing 260, and now he loses his footing in the backfield and goes down, sliding right in front of Cannon Harlow, who would have had the opportunity for the open field tackle. Loss of three on the play. And this is not the first time we've seen Blair Oaks behind the sticks and still able to move the ball. We'll see if Central can get a stop here as they really needed to get that one the last play. It's how this drive and their previous touchdown drive have all started. They'll motion to four receivers on the near side and roll that way. The pass pulled in by Engelbrecht along the sideline. He's got it, but he goes out of bounds after a modest gain of four. Yeah, that was the same play that they ran on the fourth and seven, just a much shallower route as Engelbrecht really didn't have much, much room to go as Caden Casey was a little bit tighter on him. I think he learned from that last time the play was run against him. Here's third and nine. We'll see what Blair Oaks has up their sleeve this time. They're going to motion a man into the backfield and Kerperin back to pass backs. He's got time across the middle, knocked away by Casey Murphy. The Arkansas State commit with that left arm of his. He used that left arm to deflect the pass. And here comes the punt team for the Blair Oaks Falcons. The Rebels set to get the ball back. And, folks, we always we always say, you know, we, we love watching Casey Murphy play center field in baseball. He is one of the most electrifying players out there with the catches and the ground that he can make up. He put that to use right there, and that's a much-needed stop for this Rebels team. They're going to try to go up by two scores, and that may be the difference. It's just who has the ball more. High snap. It's going to go over the head of the punter, Halford. He picks it up at about the 24, gets the punt away. Bounces past the Central Rebel 40 to the 35. It dies at the 34, and, man, credit to Vander Halford. That was a nightmare situation over his head he lost about 20 yards before he even got to the ball and still turned it into a decent punt that's a 15 yard net gain from what it was going to be about a 30 yard net loss you'll take a net zero on that all said and done 10 out of 10 times my goodness that was a nightmare waiting to happen and you maybe wonder does Blair Oaks have to whole lot is are there special teams what what is the yeah. special teams going to be looking like how often like? is the long snapper snapping the ball to the punter outside of practice here come the Rebels. They're going to line up with two wingbacks lined up behind the guards. A new formation for them that they've pulled out this week. Cason Murphy in the backfield with a running back to his left. Going to fake it to Joe Bryant. Now he'll keep it along the left-hand side. Takes it up the left sideline. Powers through a Falcon and run out of bounds at about the enemy 48-yard line. Cason Murphy dislocated his right elbow earlier this season and used that right shoulder showing just how fearless he's been since that injury to power through a falcon my goodness and that was the replacement nilges we were talking about he is 5 9 140 playing safety out there and folks that's a, that's going to be a tough matchup for him to win as Casey Murphy was not going to be denied we've seen him just will his way forward and that time he will not be denied 
Nasty gain of 18 for Cason Murphy. High snap, the give to Joe Bryant out of the backfield at the left-hand side. Bryant's got about the spot for the first down as he's driven down to the turf. Gain of 11 for Joe Bryant, according to the official on the far sideline. Now it's the Rebels offense that's really clicking. We didn't get much of a look at them on the opening drive. They're not going to complain. They scored on the second play from scrimmage. But you still wonder, okay, like we haven't seen central offense against this really good Falcons defense. How are they going to hold up so far through two and a half drives? So good. They lead 14-7, minute and a half left to go in quarter number one. And they're doing it with the run this drive. It's been the past both other both of the drives where they've scored so far. Can they establish the run to go up by three scores? Murphy to pass. Looking for the end zone on a deep ball overshooting Caden Casey. Incomplete. Casey had about half a step on his defender. If he had a full step, he would have had a touchdown. Yeah, and that was Hagner just got in the way, unable unable to get by him in a quick amount of time. And, yeah, if he had a little bit less obstruction in the way, that was going to be an easy touchdown as Murphy just lobbed it up there, and that was probably his best throw of the day. And Caden Casey taking his time to get back to the formation as they're bringing – Karis Foster out to replace him instead to give him a breather. They've been calling Caden Casey's number quite a bit during this game on offense and defense. He's been shadowing Nick Klosser quite a bit. Klosser the only two-way player for Blair Oaks. All the way out on the near side is Braden Berry who moved to the Central School District from Farmington. Run up the middle, not much doing. Tackled right at about the line of scrimmage is Cannon Harlow and it's third down and ten. Yeah, if you're Corey Schweiss, do you try to get the chunk play to get the first down now? Do you try to play it a little bit safer and go for go for fourth down because you're in no man's land. You're inside Blair Oaks 40. You're, you're definitely looking at four down territory here. Caden Casey back in for the Central Rebels. He's the receiver all alone on the left side of the field. They've been going that way a lot, trying to set him up one-on-one against Hagner. We'll see if they look that way again. Murphy back to pass, looking to his right. He's going down deep the middle of the field. Joe Bryant pulls it in at the goal line. He's got it for the touchdown. Joe Bryant extends the lead for the Rebels with 29 seconds left to go in the first quarter to 20 to 7. Looking like Willie Mays out in the middle of the polo grounds as he went over the head. Basket catch. And, folks, that that's just D1 talent right there as he was breaking down the middle of the field, split the safeties, and Murphy putting it right on the money. That, that, that's just the talent that this central team boasts that, you know, we, that we've seen before, but this, this just, it's arm talent, it's foot talent, it's just everything. Just all-around talent. This central team can beat you in a number of ways as they'll line up with Joe Bryant as the receiver all the way out of the left-hand side. Barrett Henson, the running back to the left of the quarterback, Cason Murphy. They're going to go for two once again. High snap over the head of Cason Murphy. You've got to jump on that, and he'll just slide on top of it to make sure that it's downed. A player for Blair Oaks slides on top as well, but don't want to let Blair Oaks return that one and recapture some momentum. Central either way will be happy with the 20-7 lead over Blair Oaks. 29 seconds remain in quarter number one. The Falcons down by two scores getting the ball back after this on KFMO. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Shop with a purpose this holiday season at the Giving Tree Boutique in Deloge. 
At The Giving Tree, we have a store full of great gift ideas that are perfect for the modern-day woman. From children's clothing to teens and adults, give a gift that gives back this year. When you purchase items from our charity lines, a percentage of that will go to support a variety of charities across the globe. So this holiday, shop with a purpose at The Giving Tree Boutique on Deloge Drive in Deloge. The Giving Tree, where giving is always in style. Central getting ready to kick it back to the Blair Oaks Falcons. We'll see if it stays inbounds this time. They've been kicking it out of bounds each time so far. And the Rebels got what they want, a 20-7 lead over Blair Oaks. They elected to receive the opening kick as it's grabbed at the first level by a player for Blair Oaks who just takes a seat at the 46-yard line. It'll be their best starting field position today. Central likes to defer. Coach Weiss told me that last week, but they, against St. Francis Borgia, elected to receive because they want to put the pressure on the opposing team's offense to try to play catch-up. So far, so good. About 30 seconds remain in the first frame, and Central is up by two scores. Yeah, if you told Corey Schweiss you've got three scores at the end of the first quarter, I think he'd be ecstatic right now. For, for an, uh, it, This is a new territory for this Rebels bunch. Backs, play fake, swing pass, tipped, and incomplete. It was thrown to Hayden Lackman. I don't even know if he had his helmet around. I don't think he was expecting that pass to come his way. Backs tossed it to him, and I think Lackman's got to be a little deeper on that route, too. Even if he turned his head around, that's a tough over-the-shoulder basket catch to try to make with that football zipping over your right shoulder. I think he knew he was window dressing, and so he was like, oh, I'm just going to come out here and lay around, you know, and didn't realize that it was really going to come to him. Lackman motions to the near side. They run to the spot he vacated with the quarterback backs. He's got a nice gain of five yards on the play. Second down, or third, excuse me, and five coming up. Big time moment here in this one. We'll see if the Rebels can get another stop. His backs has just been almost unstoppable up the middle. He's a very patient runner. He's able to find the little creases and crevices within the O-line, and he's able to squirt right through. And powerful, too. He's got a lot of yards after contact and yards through contact as well. Quarter number one comes to an end. Central Rebels with the lead, 20-7. to seven, And we got a big down and distance for Blair Oaks when we return after this. Third and five coming up on KFMO. Everybody's going home, pool, and spa. Create a paradise in your own backyard with Home Pools and Spa in Lettington. At Home Pools and Spa, they are a family-owned and operated business that believes in quality products, great value, and excellent customer service. They specialize in above-ground pools, in-ground pools, and relaxing spas. From chemicals, pumps, and liners to toys and umbrellas, Home Pools and Spa is there to help keep your pool ready all season long. Home Pools and Spa, because home is where the fun is. On the Outer Service Road in Lettington. Central Rebels with the lead, 20-7, to Blair Oaks. And they're going to line up with a third down and five. We'll say they flipped sides of the field, but they didn't really move too far. Ball is on the Central Rebel 49-yard line, so the ball only had to be respotted two yards. Now Blair Oaks will work left to right through this second quarter. They've got wide receivers on the left side and the right side, two apiece. Pass across the middle as they try to find Jace Rackers coming out of the backfield. And it's a little bit behind him and falls incomplete. Fourth down and five on the 49-yard line of the Central Rebels. And Blair Oaks has a big decision. It looks like they're going to go for it. Yeah, they're, they're, I wouldn't say this is necessary. They may try to try to draw him offside and maybe try to get a punt off but yeah they're they're going for it real quick here they've gotten central to jump once already now they are going to run a play backs rolling to his left he settles he's taking a shot deep down the field swatted away by Kaysen Murphy the safety in coverage and the Rebels are going to take over on their own 49 yard line up 20 to 7 
with 11.49 left to play in the second. And they have forced Blair Oaks into passing the ball, which is not something that they prefer to do. They say they can do it, but right now the, the secondary for Central, you know, we they talk about all the star-making players that are on the outside, and they're going to really make you pay if you're not precise with your throws. And that time, you know, backs just put a little too much air under it. And Murphy, once he saw what was happening, he had closing speed to be able to get, get to the ball and knock it away. These are two long-time starting safeties for the Central Rebels, Casey Murphy and Joe Bryant, both starters since they were sophomores, Bryant since he was a freshman. Trips right, receiver left for the quarterback, Murphy. On the shotgun set, he's got Jackson Jones to his right, and he'll roll that way with Jones blocking in front of him. Murphy, the lefty, passes, keeping his feet inbounds along the sideline, but unable to hang on to the football as Cannon Harlow as it's knocked away incomplete. Yeah, Doug Blaha, the linebacker, in coverage on Cannon Harlow, and Harlow had the catch, and Blaha was able to just punch it out as he was trying to bring it back into his body. Nice break up there from the Blair Oaks secondary. We'll see if they can keep, keep the pressure on here and try to get the ball back. This could be a really big drive here in this game. Central Rebels... Same formation, lone receiver to the left, three to the right. It's Caden Casey, the lone receiver on that left-hand side, and they've got a one-on-one -on, -one on that side as well. Unless the linebacker, Rackers, drops back into coverage. He's showing blitz. Now he lines up as a linebacker, and he will be in coverage on that side, but he's in man coverage against the running back. Murphy wants Caden Casey too high and complete on the wobbly pass. But Central is loving that one-on-one. -on -one. Caden Casey against Jake Hagner. Casey has had the advantage so far throughout this game. But that time it was Hagner with the advantage in coverage, and it brings up third and ten. Yeah, Murphy, he had, he had no time. He was trying to scramble and try to get the ball out before he went out of bounds and just a little bit too high for everybody as Hagner almost, if he could have high-pointed it, he may have had a tiny chance, but that, that cleared everybody as it's going to bring up third and ten. Murphy lines up, looking to get the play from the far sideline. Central might have to call the timeout. And I think they will here. Second down, or two seconds, one, and they do burn a timeout. Make sure they get the right play out there for third down and ten. This timeout brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. 11.33 left to go, quarter number two. 20-7 central leads. They've got third and ten on their own 49 after this on KFMO. When it comes to auto care, trust the experts at Powell Automotive in Park Hills. Powell Automotive is your go-to destination for everything from auto repairs to quick oil changes and more. The experienced team at Powell Automotive is dedicated to keeping your vehicle running smoothly. Give them a call at 573-315-5119 or stop by 402 5th Street in Park Hills to schedule your next service. Powell Automotive, where quality and convenience meet the road. Drive confidently with Powell. Hi, this is Corey Schweiss, head coach of the Central Rebels, and you're listening to High School Football on AM 1240 KFMO. Third and ten for the Central Rebels against Blair Oaks. Meanwhile, Valley Catholic Warriors, they're locked in a dead heat. Tied up 7-7 against Fair Grove. Fair Grove just tied it up with 8-19 left to go in the first. Out-of-town scoreboard check comes courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door. One receiver to the left in Caden Casey. Trips to the right. Joe Bryant, the inside receiver of the three. Barrett Henson off the bench. He's in the backfield next to Murphy. They're going to go to that one-on-one, -on -one and it's low and incomplete to Caden Casey. They love that matchup. They've gone this way a couple times on this drive, but it hasn't worked out, and I imagine we'll see the Central Rebels punt it away. 
keep in mind the way they do it, it's the quarterback Murphy who lines up in a shotgun and will just back up a couple extra yards and boot it. So it's going to at least line up as if they're going to go for it. Yeah, and they had the matchup they wanted, just a bullet pass too low and away from Caden Casey. The Blair Oaks fans haven't been watching their film. They're all cheering. They think the Rebels are about to go for it on fourth and ten. Here comes Murphy to back up a couple yards. He'll clap, has the snap. Now he'll look to pass. Joe Bryant about the sticks. He's got it. He'll fight forward for the first. Oh, they ran the fake. Bryant's got the first down on the gain of 12. Murphy with the little rugby-style approach. He acted like he was going to punt it away, flipped it up into his left hand, just tossed it for Bryant. If he got tackled right when he caught it, he may not have had the first. That extra effort got him the two more he needed for the first down. And that may be one of the benefits of having your quarterback be the punter as they finally ran the fake as they've been kind of teasing it all year as they're looking to take a shot. Murphy with time, but it runs out as he has to tuck and run. Good coverage from Blair Oaks, but it turns into a gain of four for Caden K- or for Casey Murphy. Excuse me. Yeah, this Blair Oaks defensive line, they've been able to get pressure, but they really haven't been able to get to Murphy yet. He's been able to use his legs and and roll out as that was a nice pickup of four to make maybe a sack of about three to make it a gain of uh, four, rather. Murphy has some of the best pocket presence of any high school quarterback I've seen in a long time. He knows when to just take that little step forward to help your tackle against the defensive end who's trying to get the edge. He knows how to step to the left a little bit when he's got a defensive lineman crashing through the A-gap. They give to Joe Bryant on that jet sweep power run to the right-hand side. He's met at the line of scrimmage, turns it into a gain of one, maybe two, and another key third down coming up for the Rebels. Yeah, they just really haven't been able to to establish a kind of like a, a crease for Joe Bryant to go through. There's always been another level of the defense right there to fill the gap as it'll bring up third and manageable here. We'll see if they decide to go for the pass or they'll try to run it again as they have had a little bit of success with the run but not a whole lot. Trips left, receiver right. It's Berry, the lone receiver on the right-hand side. Bryant, the inside receiver of the three on the left-hand side. They're going to look Berry's way, and he's got it. Turns up the far sideline and goes out of bounds at the 26. He's got the first down for the Central Rebels, picking up seven. And that was the, that was the play we saw Cannon Harlow almost make with the breakup from the Blair Oaks secondary that time. Just having a senior know where to find the sticks, get there, settle, and then wait for the pass. As Mur- is that, that's just senior That's just senior. Play players knowing what the situation in the game is. Barry, not a focal point in this offense for Central, but a key addition to the team this season, giving them a lot of size at the receiver spot. Too high over the head of Caden Casey on the left sideline, and it's incomplete. Second and 10 coming up with the ball in the 26. Maybe showcasing the D1 arm just a little bit too much as he put a lot of mustard on that one, but just didn't quite bring it down as, I mean, Caden Casey, he's gonna, he's, he's able to jump and he's able to high point, but a uh, little, little bit too much yeah. on that one. To that extent, that's stretching it a little much, but man, the Casey family, fantastic athletes in all sports, but track and field, they certainly are special in that sport themselves. Murphy under pressure now. He'll roll to his left and back to his right. He's going to throw it out of bounds. Barrett Henson was about in the area, so it's going to be an incomplete pass, not intentional grounding. And, man, Casey Murphy appeared to be in a lot of trouble. He tried to do that loop around, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, where you go all the way back around and pick up some blockers underneath. But they were playing great contain on him. He wasn't able to go that way over his right shoulder. Had to go back over his left. Sideline was there. He just gets it out of bounds to save the third and ten instead of third and what would have been quite long. Trips left, receiver right. Murphy to pass. Left side, outward breaking route for Kaden Casey, excuse me, and it's incomplete. 
They've been trying to go that way, and Mur Casey, to his credit, has been open. Murphy's just missed him a couple of times. That's a tough throw, an outward-breaking route from the far side, hash to the near sideline, but there's been a couple opportunities that have been missed on this drive with that connection. Yeah, it just hasn't been dialed in quite right, as we'll see how if uh, Central decides to take a timeout and burn some clock here and talk things over, but... That, yeah, that, that pass just hasn't quite been there. They've been able to exploit the middle of the field, but the left side of this offense has not really produced much. Central going for it, fourth and 10 on the opposing 26-yard line. They're sniffing the red zone down the middle, knocked incomplete. Nilgis, he got ran over by Kaysen Murphy on the previous touchdown drive for the Rebels, but this time he gets the best of Murphy with a diving pass breakup to prevent a first down for the Central Rebels and give the ball back to his Falcons, trailing 20-7. to And we've seen Central run those deep slant patterns a lot, and that time just undercutting the undercutting the route and able to get to the ball as if he was about a split second late, it was going to be in there, but Nil just with a nice breakup. Here come the Falcons. They're going to run it on the right-hand side with the quarterback backs as he's met at the line of scrimmage. But again, man, this kid is tough as nails. He fights forward for a gain of three. I don't think I've seen him, the first guy at least, drive him backwards for a stop. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, you might get him on the tackle, but he's going to at least get two or three yards out of it. Yeah, the yards after contact, the yak, as the NFL metrics like saying. I mean, it's just off the charts with this guy. He's just unbelievably strong, especially for his stature. He'll take it on the right side again, spun around and taken down close to the spot for the first. Could be just shy. It'll depend on the spot from the officials. And it looks like they're going to give it to him. They will. Picks up seven on that run. Yeah, and that time they had defenders waiting, but he cut right back inside. Normally you tell your guys, hey, don't go where the defense is. But that's, that's where the blockers were. And that's vision for him. Now he's going to fake the run. Now he will tuck and run as nobody's open. And he's taken down for a loss of one on the play. That's Logan Murray. We've seen him wreck chaos throughout these playoffs through the middle of the defensive line, and he's fired up as he's heading off to the sideline for a sub. But, again, they've pushed Blair Oaks behind the sticks. Whenever If they can keep them behind the sticks and behind the yardage, they've been able to create, have some success here defensively. Especially because the big play hasn't really been there today for Blair Oaks. They've got two plays further than 10 yards. Backs with time as he rolls to his right. Now going to lob it low, incomplete. No, it is pulled in. Wow, what a reception by Hayden Lackman. He and another player at the line of scrimmage got tangled up. He and a central rebel, they both went down. But credit to Lackman for playing through the whistle. He gets up and gets ready. As Cannon Harlow a little slow to get up. That might have been who he was tangled up with. Yeah. Harlow's going to line up on the far side as the linebacker there on third down and three. As Blair Oaks working quickly, they're not going to give Central a chance to change. They're going to motion a running back, Kerperin, into the backfield. Give to him. He's met in the backfield and tackled after a gain of two. He needed three for the first. Chad Cosby, the sophomore fighting through the block to make the tackle and the stop. It's fourth and one on the 45-yard line on Blair Oaks' side of the field, and it looks like they're going to go for it. Kerperin, 6'2", 200 pounds, and he, I mean, he is built, man. He's going to go play linebacker at the next level, and Chad Cosby, what, what a tackle. Chad Cosby is not what you would describe as built, especially when he's in a linebacking court next to Jackson Jones and Sammy Calloway. Flags come flying in, whistles abound. Oh, and who is this on? as the Blair Oaks offense is already heading to the sideline. And they're counting the Blair Oaks players. Does Blair Oaks have too many players on the field? 
They got 12 on the field, I think. Yeah, too many men on the field. There was an extra player on the field for Blair Oaks, and here comes their punt team. Fourth and one, a reasonable down and distance to go for, even at your own 45. Now becomes fourth and six from the 40. They've got to kick it away. They were going power eye. It just didn't didn't account for everybody. They had two receivers on the near side. I was wondering with that, okay, wait, you got a power offense out there and twins out wide? How does that work? The punt away from Halford, a high end-over-end punt. Joe Bryant is going to watch it bounce in front of him, take a friendly bounce for the Central Rebels, but friendly for Blair Oaks in regards to away from the lethal Joe Bryant. And it's down at the 27-yard line. That's where the drive's going to begin for the Rebels. Just under seven minutes left to go in quarter number two. They lead 20-7. to seven. They would love to eat a ton of this clock and put up one more score before halftime. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we were wondering that last drive. That was a big that was a big time drive, and Blair Oaks was able to get a stop. That time, can Central now capitalize on the Blair Oaks mistake? A lot of We haven't really brought that up. That was probably the first penalty we've had this whole game, and that was a big time moment for it to occur. Yeah, they that's the first penalty in this ballgame. We talked during pregame. This is a team that executes nearly to perfection as it's a run up the middle for Barrett Henson. And he's smacked and driven backwards at the line of scrimmage. Maybe he got a foot on that play, if that. But yeah. that is not the ideal execution that you expect from Blair Oaks. It's fourth and one. You got a power offense out there. Why are two receivers out on the field? They were lined up so far, they were out of the play anyway. What do you do? You're just trying to play decoy, basically, and make it 11, 10 on 10 instead of 11 on 11. How many times do you go for it from within your own 40, though? Yeah. Snap. Play fake, kept by Casey Murphy. He's met in the backfield, and he'll be driven backwards for a loss. Taken down at the 25-yard line. It's a loss of two, third and 12 upcoming. Yeah, it's just a sea of green swarming to the ball now as we're seeing if, you know, maybe the deterioration of the of the conditioning for this central offense maybe starting to kick in as this Blair Oaks defense, they have one guy going both ways, and it's the safety. Yeah. These guys are fresh every time they come off the bench. That's it. This looks like a defense that is fresh compared to the Central Rebels offense that's been playing a lot of minutes throughout this game. Tight formation for Central, two receivers on either side. Bryant motions from right to left. Murphy with time. He's going to look for Bryant on a swing pass who turns it into a wheel up the near sideline. Bryant's got He's got the sideline as well across the 50. Stays in bounds to avoid the tackle of the 40, but they whistle him out of bounds. They whistle him out of bounds at the 37, but if he doesn't step his left foot out there, Bryant's got a touchdown. And, folks, he was toe-tapping for about 15 yards before he finally stepped out of bounds as he was avoiding the shoestring tackles as everybody was just, you know, diving to grab him. And he kind of just kind of went unblocked. He, he went in motion, kind of went out lazily, you know, I'm going to be out here on window dressing, and then he's and then he's gone. Well, like, I wonder how much of it was scripted that way because he did go out on a swing pass at first. He was covered, but there was a vacated spot up the sideline. I think he kind of just was winging it, and Case and Murphy, they've been on the same page for years now playing together. They knew exactly what each other was going to do, and that's why Murphy just kind of flicked it over the top. Uh, we're going to get a false start on the Rebels. Jackson Jones in the backfield flinched right ahead of the snap by a split second so that's going to back up the rebels five yards and I'll give Blair Oaks a chance to collect themselves this is a great Blair Oaks defense but the central rebels offense has been giving it to them on these past couple of drives yeah and the false start there you know that's one of the risks you take running shotgun is I clap I wait for the center to hear me clap and yep. then I try to go it's not like you're under center and you know right away when the ball's gone 
In a motion, Cannon Harlow into the backfield. Give to him with Jackson Jones lead blocking on the right-hand side. Harlow fighting forward. He's got the penalty yardage. He's got it inside the 30 and close to a first down as he picks up 14. And that's the big first, like, run play up the middle that Central's really had as Cannon Harlow's probably going to want a new shirt as he had a Blair Oaks yeah. guy just tearing, tearing away at the seam at the bottom of the shirt. And, I mean, that's just power football right there. And, I mean, Cannon Harlow's, he's one of those guys that you can put back in there and he's going to grind out yardage. Truly holding on to him by a thread. But that's why you got to tuck your shirt in. A couple Central Rebel players don't have their jerseys tucked in. Back to pass. Murphy as a flag comes flying in. Now he'll just tuck and run. Murphy's got open space on the right-hand side. He's going to bounce it back outside the numbers. Murphy slides inside the 20-yard line, and we'll see what this flag is. There was a big collision in the hole. Barrett Henson stepped up to take on a blitzing linebacker. I was wondering if it was going to maybe be that. Instead, they single it on the Rebels. Yeah, it's going to be. I imagine it's going to be holding in that regard. Yeah, it's going to be a holding, either that or a chop block, as the Blair Oaks lineman went feet head over heels. Uh, that might have been it then. Yeah, because I saw just Barrett Henson put his nose in the middle of a mess and get popped backwards. So I was wondering, okay, could this potentially be? Did someone lead with the crown of their helmet, something like that? But that didn't seem to be the case. Instead, it's holding on the Rebels and will negate the run that picked up the first down and set the ball in the red zone and instead put the Central Rebels all the way back to almost where they were on that first penalty earlier on this drive. Second down and 12 now for the first as they're at the 39-yard line of the Falcons. Trips right. Casey, the lone receiver on the left-hand side, matched up against who but Jake Hagner. And Central's getting a new play from the far sideline. 10 on the play clock, 4.20 left to go in quarter number two. The Rebels with a 20-7 lead, and I think that they're just telling Casey Murphy, hey, draw this clock out a little bit more. We'll call a timeout here as they, no. Hang on, yeah, we do. Okay, this official on the far sideline got the timeout, but the one playing center field, he threw the flag for delay of game. I was like, hang on. Coach Schweiss was just signaling something out. I think he knew he wanted a timeout, and he does get one. It's brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsgraw on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. 27-year score, 4-12 left to go, quarter number two. Rebels got second and 12 on the opposing 39 on KFMO. R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC is the place to go for anything needed to repair your mobile home. From doors, windows, and plumbing to skirting, roof coating, and so much more, R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC has what you need. Visit them today in Valley Mines at Highway 67 and Y or call R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC at 636-937-9898. That's 636-937-9898. Wake up and smell the excitement at Number 9 Coffee Company. Thrilled to announce that they are now open on Sundays too. Sip your favorite blends, indulge in their delectable treats, all while soaking in the cozy atmosphere you love. Whether it's a solo moment of tranquility or a laid-back hangout with pals, Sundays are now for sipping at Number 9. Make your Sundays brutiful at Number 9 Coffee Company, where every cup tells a story. 30 Woodlawn Drive in Lettington. Trips right, one receiver left for the Rebels. Second down, 12 yards to go for the first. Murphy, pocket, collapses on him. He steps up, shakes the defender out of his shoes. Stiff arms another one at the 30, but he makes the open field tackle. Gain of 
nine on the play on the run from Kaysen Murphy to make it third and manageable for the Rebels. It'll be third and three. And guess who was in his crosshairs? It was Nilgis, and he he went straight for the for the knees. He, he was not going to try to form tackle, and he was able to wrap up Murphy. But if he would have shooken him off, he probably would have got another five or ten yards after that. And Casey already took his own knee, or a knee of his own, if you will, from Blaha. He really shook him out of his shoes. Third and three, trips right, receiver left. The Rebels are going to roll to the right-hand side. Murphy, quick hit that way. Barry's got it. Does he have his foot in bounds? Yes, he does, according to the official on that far sideline. First down for the Rebels. They're in the red zone as well as it's inside the 25-yard line. In fact, they're going to spot it right at the 25. And I like that play call. It's safe. It's going to be effective. If you can get the ball over the defender like Murphy did, he was able to, he was able to high point it over there on the sideline and get a couple toe taps down. It would have been good on Sundays, and it's good for a first down here. And it's a simple read. Is he or is he not open? And if he's not open, Murphy can take off and run there because that means the linebacker vacated that spot. Bryant's up the middle. He's going to cut back to the right-hand side. Bryant at the five. He'll score as he skips over the pylon into the end zone 26 to 7 the rebels lead with another two-point try coming up the video game character that is joe bryant he strikes again he, he you know he had a couple of chances there earlier on they tried getting them the ball but that time he found the crease he found the hole that they've been trying to set this entire first half and that time it was there and he was able to just kind of sh shimmy shake a couple guys and was able to hit the corner of the end zone great block by Braden berry as well to get the cornerback out there on that far side when they hand the ball off to joe bryant if the players on the second level do not make the stop you're in a world of trouble because him in the open field, with how shifty he is, it's impossible to tackle him one-on-one. -on -one. Murphy going to roll to his left-hand side, trying to find someone open for the two-point conversion. He lobs to Harlow back at the end zone. Toe-tap, feet down, two-point conversion. And it's a three-touchdown lead for the Central Rebels over the Blair Oaks Falcons. 28-7 your score with 3.17 left to go in the second quarter on KFMO. NRP Lumber in Park Hills, they are all about you. From providing the best customer service to offering the top products to help get that summer project done. Let RP Lumber in Park Hills help you turn your dream home into reality. Whatever the project, think RP Blue from the very best in professional service, quality products, and fast delivery. RP Lumber on East Main Street in Park Hills. Think Blue, RP Blue. RP Lumber in Park Hills. Visit their website, rplumber.com. 28-7, your score. Central Rebels lead the Blair Oaks Falcons. Thanking a few of our sponsors for joining us today, including the Harvest Christian Center in Park Hills, Citizen Spine and Sport in Farmington, Leadbell Pump and Supply in Park Hills, Powell Automotive in Park Hills, along with El Tapatio in Farmington, Delosian Park Hills, R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service in Valley Mines, and the Central School District. Central Rebels getting ready to kick things away yet again to the Blair Oaks Falcons. And it looks like at the end of the first drive of this ball game that this was going to be a shootout type contest. Blair Oaks had no problem marching the ball down the field, chunk by chunk, step by step. It was very reminiscent of Central Farmington matchups where, okay, the big play isn't there for Central's, for the offense opposing Central, but the plays are big enough where you're consistently picking up first downs. Central defense has really stepped up since then. It's a short kickoff return by Blair Oaks to their own 45-yard line. And you're talking about the central defense. We saw them last bend but not break late in the game where they were, you know, giving them yardage, but they weren't letting them score. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. And part of that last week, it was game plan specific. 
It was late in the game. Central was up by two scores. You're okay with a gain of 10, a gain of 12, as long as it's not a 60-something yard quick score touchdown. They're going to motion a man into the backfield and give to him. It's Lackman. No, it's kept by the quarterback. Backs up Broadway. I misread it, but the Rebels' defense didn't. It's gain of four. And we were talking about this off-air. This is a lot of window dressing, a lot of guys in motion. Can you shift the defense away from where you're going to run the ball as they're going to go five wide? Back to pass. Backs over the middle. Back shoulder. Bobble pulled in by Wreckers as it got inside the 30. The 20 taken down by a pair of Rebels defenders at the 15-yard line. There's the big play that has been lacking for Blair Oaks throughout this ball game so far as it's a gain of 27 on the play. And they're going hurry up here as they've got two wing backs as he's going to bring one in motion and keep it himself. Backs, that is. He breaks a couple tackles. And he'll score on the right-hand side. Backs powering his way through Central Rebel defenders. And for the first time in a while, a sign of life from the fans here sporting the green and black as Blair Oaks has found the end zone. 28 to 13 your score a quick drive only two and a half left to go in the second quarter that is exactly what Blair Oaks needed as an answer and we and they had that play earlier in the game and there's just a miscommunication on the throw to the receiver was able to kind of get by Jackson Jones he was kind of just flat-footed there trying to get by kick is up and good for the kicker Lachlan and you can finish your point here. And, and just that time they were able to, to connect. He still bobbled the throw. Yeah. It, it wasn't a clean reception because if it was clean, he may have gone all the way. But, he, I mean, they had Joe Bryan back there, and that's a tough matchup for him as well back there, trying to tackle one-on-one, -on -one, and he had to wait for reinforcements. But what a what an answer for Blair Oaks. But now you wonder, did they leave too much time on the clock for Central as there's two and a half? And that's it. You'll take the answer either way, but – Honestly, if you're Blair Oaks, just looking at the situation here, they've got three timeouts. You're obviously, as a coach that's made it this far, you are trusting in your defense. I think this is ideal just because you got a chance to get a stop, get the ball back with time as well for you to potentially put up another score, and then you're going into the locker room, getting the ball to start the second half in a one-score ball game. I think if Blair Oaks, you wanted something that you know was a quick counterpunch. And they delivered that on that previous drive as they get ready to tee things off here. It's Lachlan once again to do the honors. As Central bringing someone on late. And going to be an onside kick that's grabbed at the first level by a Central Rebel lineman. He tries to run forward with it. It's called Presswood. That's always dangerous. And he gets tackled at the 50-yard line. Just go down, big man. I know that's the lineman's dream. You want to get the kickoff return for the touchdown in the open field, but... Man, if that ball gets punched out and Blair Oaks gets it back, now it's Blair Oaks with too much time. But he almost broke the tackle. He almost <laughs> did, to his credit. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to get there, but it's ball at midfield for Central right now as they're at the 50. And, yeah, we're going to see what kind of what kind of play calls Corey Schweiss wants to bring out here. Trips left, receiver right, one back in the backfield is Murphy. Back to pass, throws for Barry. It's low, it's incomplete, says the official. Yeah, and that was just a timing play as Blaha was right alongside him and just a little, try, trying to put it in a place where his receiver could get it and just a little bit too low for Brayden Berry. That's not the receiver you want to throw the ball low to. Cannon Harlow, Joe Bryant, Caden Casey, they're all about six foot six one. but Berry, a legitimate six foot three. Give to Bryant on the end of the round. He's got the edge on the far sideline, spill, spilled out of bounds. Past the 40 to the opposing 39, picks up 11. Now they're trying to take advantage of the outside. They've been able to work to the right side of this offense, the far side of the field. But 
you know, that, that was a good play. Can you sustain it? Central as a team over the century mark, 110 yards rushing with that gain of 11 now. Trips left, receiver right. We've got 2.18 left to go in the second quarter. A 28-14 ball game. Murphy with a pump fake. Now he'll look left. He's got Bryant as his safety valve there. But Bryant pulls it in, met right away, and tackled for a loss of six on the play. Yeah, and it was nil just, you know, <laughs> you probably haven't played a whole lot this year. Your start, one of your starting safeties goes down. Hey, you're out there. Go, yeah, go. go cover Joe Bryant, who's getting offers from D1 schools for basketball and football alike. Have fun. Have a, have a day. And he's played well. He's gotten picked on earlier, but he's made some plays for Blair Oaks today. Murphy steps up in the pocket, breaks the tackle. Now he's going to lob it in the last second. Was that pulled in by Central? Yes, it was. Cannon Harlow, give me that. Snatched it away from the Blair Oaks linebacker, Jace Rackers, who was the man in front of the ball. I don't know how Cannon Harlow came away with that one. And he's close to a first down. He's going to be short by three yards on the gain of 12. That's just who wants it more. I mean, the linebacker had it. He had it wrapped up in his hands, and Harlow just yanked it from him right as they were going down to the ground, and he held it up. He's like, hey, I'm the one that's got this. Well, as long as the whole fans on this sideline were wondering who's got the ball, Harlow knew. Give to Bryant. Fakes inside. Now he's going to bounce outside using that speed to try to get the edge. He does. He's got the first down. As he's inside the 30-yard line, goes out at about the 29. And we're just inside a minute here as that'll stop the clock. And Central will have the ball at the Blair Oaks 29. So definitely a lot of time to work with. Got got one timeout still. Not, not in any hurry here. But definitely they're chewing up clock and they're able to retain the possession, which is critical. Central players are tired. I'm seeing a lot of hands on hips. Joe Bryant was just bent over as... The Rebels get a play from the far sideline. Head coach Corey Schweiss trying to win his second state playoff game. Only getting his first one a week ago. That tunnel screen Central loves. First time we've seen him run it. It's Cannon Harlow, and he picks up just three. Blair Oaks on it quickly, and there's that third and final timeout from head coach Corey Schweiss. We'll step aside with him as well. It's brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent. Mike Sansegra on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance. 28 to 14, your score. 51 seconds remain in the first half. Rebels have it in the red zone on the 24-yard line on KFMO. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kenzie, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab, from new roofing, both metal or shingle, to any home improvement. Inside or out, Dalton Home Improvement is licensed and bonded and a member of the Better Business Bureau. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373. That's 431-2373. Estimates are always free. Central Rebels have doubled up Blair Oaks so far through one quarter plus 11 minutes and nine seconds. 51 seconds remain in quarter number two. It's a 28-14 lead, and the Rebels are threatening to add to it. They've got second down and seven on the opposing 26-yard line, so they're just a yard shy of the red zone. They're going to line up with twin receivers on either side, tight to the formation. Joe Bryant, the inside receiver on the right side, Cannon Harlow on the left. Jackson Jones is in the backfield. He's to the left of Cason Murphy. Now he's going to motion out, making a trip's bunch on the left-hand side, and Murphy will roll that way. Step up in the pocket. Lobs to the end zone for Casey. Skies for it. 
And Caden Casey pulls it in for six. Over the head of his defender, just mossing him. What, what do you add to that? I mean, that, that's an exclamation point on this first half is just they've been attempting it. They've been picking on that matchup against Hagner all day. And that time, Caden Casey was able to win it and high point it as Murphy overthrew everybody except his guy in the back of the end zone. What, what, a, what a way to cap off this first half if you're a Rebels fan. He's going to have an impressive basketball tape to send out to college scouts, but I almost consider adding that to that college basketball tape for Caden Casey. He has got some serious hops. He's the outside receiver on the left-hand side. Bryant's the inside receiver as they're going to go for two once again. Murphy rolls to the left-hand side, eyes downfield, throws it across the middle. It's Bryant for two more. 36-14, your score. The Rebels running away from Blair Oaks. They'll kick it back to him with 43 seconds left in the first half on KFMO. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Central Rebels leading 36-14, 43 seconds left to play. We'll thank a few of our sponsors, including Unico Bank in Park Hills, Community Manor in Farmington, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, Goggins Drilling in Park Hills, Save-A-Lot Food Stores, and Home Pools and Spa in Lettington. Rebels getting ready to boot it away once again to Blair Oaks, and we've seen them score quickly throughout this game, especially with how quickly they get lined up. You go back to the last two plays that they had is this one kicked deep by central over the head of the Blair Oaks Falcons and they're gonna have to return on a bounce on the 11 and oh my Cannon Harlow he came in and just smacked the returner to the turf Nick Closser. that's some SEC speed that just ran into him as the future Mizzou decathlete with a head of steam just crashed into Closser, who took the worst of it they kicked the ball off out of bounds every drive except for that one yeah they boomed it deep that's deeper than i've seen all season it was bouncing at about the 10 yard line when it was returned and now Closser got it back past the 20 to the 22 an inside reverse to Closser, so he's got an opportunity to redeem himself and he does as he stiff arms a defender on the far sideline spun out of bounds past the 40 to the 42 yard line gain of 20 on that run for Closser. He bounces right back with ease. Clock is stopped with 30 seconds left. Can they get down the field? That was probably one of the biggest plays that we have seen from this Blair Oaks offense. They, they like being steady Eddie. They like being consistent, but can they keep going? Second longest play from scrimmage of the ball game. The other one, that reception they had earlier. Back steps up in the pocket. Outward breaking route. Caught by his receiver. He's tackled inbounds as the clock winds. Blair Oaks has three timeouts. They'll use their first one here. Or will they? They're already lining up. Clock is running. No, now it's paused. Oh, they were stopping while they're resetting the sticks. Excuse me. 20 seconds left to go as they wind the clock once they get reset. Backs to pass. Rolling to his right. Keeping his eyes downfield. He throws it to his receiver on the long sideline. Bobbled incomplete. Halford unable to pull it in. Stops the clock with 11 ticks remaining until halftime. And that's an interesting decision. You have three timeouts. Why would you not take a take timeout and set up? Get reset. I, I get it. 
you know, you want to save them because the clock is paused while you're resetting the sticks. But at the same time, you can't take them with you. If you end half with three timeouts, you've got zero extra timeouts to start the second half. Caught along the sideline, the toe tap and pulled in. Halford couldn't hang on to the last one. He's got it this time. It's a first down. They're pausing the clock here momentarily, and it doesn't appear like they're taking the timeout yet. Six seconds remain on the clock as they're getting set. Lining up, no huddle. Trips left. Receiver wing back on the right-hand side. Now they're ready to go. They still haven't wound the clock. Oh, he got out of bounds. That's why. I thought they had him inbounds. Back steps up in the pocket, taking a shot for the end zone. It's a jump ball. Knocked away incomplete. Zeros on the clock, and we head to the Midwest Sports Center halftime show. What a first half for the Central Rebels. 36 to 14 they lead on AM 1240 KFMO. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials like ham and beans or chicken and dumplings or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees such as their all-you-can-eat catfish, country fried steak, hand-cut ribeye steaks cooked just the way you like, or maybe you want a simple burger and fries. Or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Dine in, call ahead, or hit the drive-thru. It's the Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. In Washington, D.C., in Jefferson City, Missouri, and every other state capital across our nation, people are gathering to make great decisions, decisions that will impact the lives of countless millions. What is the greatest decision you'll make? What is your greatest choice? The decision that matters throughout eternity is not what happens regarding our health care or our life insurances or all of those things that we deem so important. The greatest decision is to follow Jesus Christ and make him the Lord of your life. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. I'm cruising my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? Since 1960, Goggins Drilling in Park Hills has been providing exceptional service to the parkland. Known for quality and professional well drilling pump service and pump repair, Goggins Drilling can also handle all of your trenching needs. Give them a call today at 573-431-2450. Their trained and professional staff will be glad to assist you. That's Goggins Drilling in Park Hills, 573-431-2450, or check them out online at GogginsDrilling.com. El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant in Farmington, Park Hills, and Deloge serves up the best Mexican cuisine in St. Francis County. El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant offers an authentic Mexican experience that is hard to beat. Tasty tacos, exquisite enchiladas, flavorable fajitas, and more. You'll leave full, but your mouth will be watering for more. Check out the delicious menu online at eltapatiomex.com or visit a location near you in Farmington, Park Hills, or Deloge. Since 1968, Leadbelt Pump and Supply has been serving the community with authorized sales and service. They have over 30 years of experience to help you with a reputation for quality. If you need contract drilling, Leadbelt Pump and Supply is happy to serve you. You'll find Leadbelt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. That's 573-431-2476. Leadbelt Pump and Supply. <laughs> 
You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Shop with a purpose this holiday season at the Giving Tree Boutique in Deloge. At the Giving Tree, we have a store full of great gift ideas that are perfect for the modern-day woman. From children's clothing to teens and adults, give a gift that gives back this year. When you purchase items from our charity lines, a percentage of that will go to support a variety of charities across the globe. So this holiday, shop with a purpose at the Giving Tree Boutique on Deloge Drive in Deloge. The Giving Tree, where giving is always in style. Everybody's going home, pool, and spa. Create a paradise in your own backyard with Home Pools and Spa in Lettington. At Home Pools and Spa, they are a family-owned and operated business that believes in quality products, great value, and excellent customer service. They specialize in above-ground pools, in-ground pools, and relaxing spas. From chemicals, pumps, and liners to toys and umbrellas, Home Pools and Spa is there to help keep your pool ready all season long. Home Pools and Spa, because home is where the fun is. On the Outer Service Road in Lettington. When it comes to auto care, trust the experts at Powell Automotive in Park Hills. Powell Automotive is your go-to destination for everything from auto repairs to quick oil changes and more. The experienced team at Powell Automotive is dedicated to keeping your vehicle running smoothly. Give them a call at 573-315-5119 or stop by 402 Fifth Street in Park Hills to schedule your next service. Powell Automotive, where quality and convenience meet the road. Drive confidently with Powell. Welcome to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. The Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report on AM 1240 KFMO. Welcome into the Midwest Sports Center halftime show, and what a first half of the Central Rebels! Thirty-six to fourteen, they lead out in front of the Blair Oaks Falcons after a really explosive first half from the Rebels' offense. We'll get to those highlights in just a little bit. First, check in the scores around town with the out-of-town scoreboard check. Brought to you by Mineral Area over at Door, ten twenty Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington Valley Catholic. They lead twenty-two to thirteen. Last time we got an update was about 15 minutes ago. It came with a minute 28 left to go in the half. Warriors capping off an eight-play, 80-yard drive with a 17-yard touchdown pass from Grant Fowler to Tyler Gegg. The two-point conversion, good. And again, Valley Catholic with the lead in a two-score game, 22-13. to They're out in front of Fairgrove. Winner of that contest moves on to the Class 2 championship game. Uh, do we have an update from Hillsborough? We haven't been able to track that down yet. I know you've got a couple of our other scores, Zach. Yeah, so I can. we'll keep looking. Here we go. Hawks are up 28 nothing on the Crusaders Ooh. of Lutheran North. What? A, that's a shocker. We're going to have and, a trio of MAFC schools in the state championship game next week if all yeah. these scores hold. So 28 nothing Hillsborough on top of Lutheran North with 15 seconds remaining in the half. 
We have the scores from the other side of the bracket for Class 3. It is uh, C- Central and Blair Oaks. The winner of this game will play the winner of Seneca and St. Pius X out of Kansas City. Seneca leads 28-3 to at half. They are unbeaten this year. They have been wrecking everybody. So Seneca on their way to the state uh, championship game here in Class 3. And in Class 2, Lamar. 27, Bowling Green nothing at half. So Valley Catholic, Fairgrove, looks like they're going to have a clash with Lamar. And we'll try to get an update on the other score across the way from Class 4 with Hillsborough up 28 to nothing on the Lutheran North Crusaders. The Central Rebels, if they win and move on, that championship game for Rowe Field, the site, the date and time, December 1st, 11 a.m. kickoff. The first day in December, a Friday as well. So a Friday morning kickoff. You think they'll be giving off school that day? I would hope so. I would think so. I think they did that for the basketball team. It would be kind of hard to play uh, football at 11 a.m. if you got to be in math class. Yeah, I, I think they'll give them a pass on that one. But there's still a lot of football left to play in this second half. And you, know, you kind of mentioned it. You know, I used the boxing analogy a few times with a counter punch and things like that. This game, we saw Central getting a little gassed by the end of the first half. It didn't really affect their play. But you wonder if maybe through the second half, if it's about more of survival mode as opposed to trying to keep playing the same style of football and just squeeze the air out of that clock. And that's why that sequence right before halftime was huge. The Central Rebels get a score with under a minute left to go. Blair Oaks Falcons, they can't make it the length of the field. No, and they had all three timeouts, and they didn't use any of them. And that's one thing that you would, if you would ask Coach LePage, hey, why did you take a timeout? I know you like going quick, but that play that caught, caught out of bounds, a lot of times that had been a good, good time. Hey, let's talk this over. We let's got get 11 a play se- drawn up. Let's get 11 seconds. You know, we got to save some time to take a shot down the field, which they, which they eventually did. But you wonder, clock management, if you can get a score there, I mean, it's a two-score game at half, you get the ball after halftime. If you score again, it's down to a one-score game. Now you're at the half down by three scores. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, can, can you overcome that? And if you're central, can you hang on? This 20 minutes that they've gotten in the locker room this is going to be a big-time decompress. Get the air back in your lungs. Get the legs back under you. Can you hang on? We saw Blair Oaks. They started moving the ball on them quite a bit in that last drive, and maybe that's part of the reason why Coach LePage didn't take a timeout. It's like, hey, we got to catch them while they're flat-footed right now. We've, we we, we got to get them while the tank is on E. But if that's your mindset, call them on the previous drive when Central has the ball. Stop the clock then. It's, again, it's one way or another. You go. It's not like you went in with one or two, and maybe you thought you'd have a little bit more time or something like that. You've got all three timeouts. You had an instance where you had 12 players on the field. That's a perfect opportunity on a fourth and one that you're going for. There were opportunities for the timeouts to be taken, whether it's late in the half or before, you know, a, a, a disaster such as 12 men on the field on fourth and one strikes, and they weren't taken. I'm of the mindset, you got to, if you go into the locker room with all three of your timeouts, you've missed some opportunities to take a timeout. I know Coach LePage has a great resume, but that's certainly a miscue that could come back to haunt Blair Oaks if this game winds up being a one-score game all said and done. 36-14, your score right now here at halftime. We'll take a break. Coming up when we return, we'll run through the highlights from the first half. That's next here on KFMO. 
R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC is the place to go for anything needed to repair your mobile home. From doors, windows, and plumbing to skirting, roof coating, and so much more, R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC has what you need. Visit them today in Valley Mines at Highway 67 and Y or call R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC at 636-937-9898. That's 636-937-9898. Hey, it's Joel Schrosser at Midwest Sports Center here in Farmington, Missouri. Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. Wake up and smell the excitement at Number 9 Coffee Company. Thrilled to announce that they are now open on Sundays too. Sip your favorite blends, indulge in their delectable treats, all while soaking in the cozy atmosphere you love. Whether it's a solo moment of tranquility or a laid-back hangout with pals, Sundays are now for sipping at Number 9. Make your Sundays brutiful at Number 9 Coffee Company, where every cup tells a story. 30 Woodlawn Drive in Lettington. Back on the Midwest Sports Center halftime reports. 36-14, your score. Central Rebels with lots of highlights throughout the first half. We'll run through the scoring highlights for both sides. And it began with the second play of the game. The Central Rebels taking a shot deep down the field as Casey Murphy would connect with Cannon Harlow. Back to pass. Murphy taking a shot down the middle of the field. He's got Cannon Harlow on a post pattern at the 25. Cannon Harlow will score. Central strikes first, 6 nothing. they lead. PAT, or excuse me, the two-point conversion does not convert for the Central Rebels, so it would remain a 6 nothing score, and Blair Oaks would take advantage of that as they would march down the field step-by-step step and take their first lead of the ball game. Design QB runs to that right-hand side and into the end zone to tie us up at 6-all. Tyler backs from five yards out. The PAT for Blair Oaks was good, and it would appear to be a back-and-forth game at that point with Blair Oaks leading by one. But the Central Rebels would begin a barrage of scoring shortly after that to regain the lead. Description, outward-breaking route. Jackson Jones has it for the touchdown. That was the same play that three separate NFL teams scored a touchdown on a week ago. Fun little mesh concept that's sweeping its way through the football ranks now, making its way to the high school level. And in for six is Jackson Jones. The two-point conversion was good. Central would take a 14-7 lead. And remember, I mentioned a scoring barrage for the Rebels. They would score not one but two touchdowns in a row there. Murphy back to pass, looking to his right. He's going down deep the middle of the field. Joe Bryant pulls it in at the goal line. He's got it for the touchdown. Joe Bryant extends the lead for the Rebels with 29 seconds left to go in the first quarter to 20 to 7. And then they would make it three touchdowns unanswered. Bryant's up the middle. He's going to cut back to the right-hand side. Bryant at the five. He'll score as he skips over the pylon into the end zone. 26-7. to 
Blair Oaks would appear to be on the ropes at this point in dire need of a quick score and two big plays from their quarterback, Tyler Bax, he would deliver. Keeping himself Bax, that is. He breaks a couple tackles. And he'll score on the right-hand side. Bax powering his way through Central Rebel defenders. And for the first time in a while, a sign of life from the fans here sporting the green and black as Blair Oaks has found the end zone. Blair Oaks touchdown, PAT good. It's a 28-14 ball game, but the question hanging in the air, is there too much time left for this Central Rebels offense? In short, yes. Now he's going to motion out, making a trip bunch on the left-hand side, and Murphy will roll that way. Step up in the pocket. Lob to the end zone for Casey. Skies for it. And Caden Casey pulls it in for six. Over the head of his defender, just mossing him. They've loved that matchup for the Central Rebels. It hasn't been perfect throughout this game, but they've really been attacking the Caden Casey matched up against Jake Hagner matchup, and Casey got the advantage that time, skying for the rebound, pulls it down for the touchdown. Two-point conversion, good. Central Rebels 36-14, they lead Blair Oaks. With a little under a minute left to go, would try to drive the length of the field. There was not enough time to do so. And they head to the locker room, trailing 36-14 with all three of those timeouts disappearing into the abyss. We'll take a break. Continue with more of the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Show. Coming up next, we've got stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. NRB Lumber in Park Hill, they are all about you. From providing the best customer service to offering the top products that help get that summer project done. Let RP Lumber in Park Hills help you turn your dream home into reality. Whatever the project, think RP Blue from the very best in professional service, quality products, and fast delivery. RP Lumber on East Main Street in Park Hills. Think Blue, RP Blue. RP Lumber in Park Hills. Visit their website, rplumber.com. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kenzie, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab, from new roofing, both metal or shingle, to any home improvement. Inside or out, Dalton Home Improvement is licensed and bonded and a member of the Better Business Bureau. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373. That's 431-2373. Estimates are always free. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials like ham and beans or chicken and dumplings or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees such as their all-you-can-eat catfish, country fried steak, hand-cut ribeye steaks cooked just the way you like, or maybe you want a simple burger and fries. Or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Dine in, call ahead, or hit the drive through It's the Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. In Washington, D.C., in Jefferson City, Missouri, and every other state capital across our nation, people are gathering to make great decisions, decisions that will impact the lives of countless millions. What is the greatest decision you'll make? What is your greatest choice? 
The decision that matters throughout eternity is not what happens regarding our health care or our life insurances or all of those things that we deem so important. The greatest decision is to follow Jesus Christ and make Him the Lord of your life. Back in the Midwest Sports Center halftime report, 36-14, your score. It is the Central Rebels out in front of the Blair Oaks Falcons. Time to take a look at stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Cason Murphy, have yourself a first half. 13 of 21 passing, 239 yards, and touchdowns in the contest. On the ground, leading rusher for the Rebels is Joe Bryant. He's got six carries for 60 yards and a score. Uh, Cason Murphy has six carries for 37 yards. And Cannon Harlow, he's got just two carries in this game, but he's got 14 yards out of it. Meanwhile, receiving for the Central Rebels, Joe Bryant leading receiver, five catches, 108 yards and two scores. Cannon Harlow, two catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. Caden Casey, two catches for 27 yards. In fact, I think I'm missing a touchdown out of that one, the one that he got right before halftime. Meanwhile, for uh, Blair Oaks, Tyler backs four of seven passing for 53 yards. On the ground, he's got another 56 yards and two touchdowns. Nick Glosser, two carries for 27 yards. Two carries for three yards for Hayden Lackman. And receiving, Jace Racker is a catch for 27. Nick Glosser, a catch for 15. And Jackson Engelbrecht, two catches for 11 yards. Blair Oaks as a team has 143 yards total on the contest, 90 on the ground, 53 through the air. Meanwhile, for the Central Rebels, 353 yards of offense through the first half. 239 through the air, 114 on the ground for the Rebels. Big reason why they lead 36-14. to 14. Sam Sism Ford Lincoln bringing you those halftime stats. Save big at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. Shop there for your next car, truck, or SUV. Go online to SismFord.com or give them a call at 431-3177. We will wrap things up here on the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Your score, 36-14, to 14, the Central Rebels lead the Blair Oaks Falcons. Blair Oaks getting the second half kickoff when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. You've been listening to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. Stay tuned. The second half is next on AM 1240 KFMO. The Central R3 School Administration, Board of Education, faculty, staff, and student body congratulate the Central Rebels on an excellent football season. Making it to the state playoffs is a huge accomplishment. Thank you for such an exciting season from all of us at the Central R3 School District. Oh, what is that stench? Oh, Boogie, you smell terrible. Phew, dogs can stink up the whole house when not properly groomed and bathed. Take them to Pawfection Pet Grooming where your fur child looks and smells pawfect. Ew, Boogie, have you been eating the trash? Make Pawfection Pet Grooming your first choice for all pet grooming needs. Give them a call today at 573-482-0163. Pawfection Pet Grooming in Park Hill. <laughs> 
Unico Bank in Park Hills is one of 16 locations providing quality service to you, offering internet and mobile banking, checking, debit cards, and so much more. Unico Bank is the choice for personal and commercial services. Visit Unico Bank in Park Hills today or online at unicobank.com. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you, Unico Bank in Park Hills, member FDIC. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. The employees and staff at your hometown Walmart Supercenter in Deloge are proud to support our local high school students and staff, proud to be a part of our area high school sports, and proud of our local athletes. Walmart Supercenter in Deloge congratulates the Central Rebels on their district football championship and wishes them the best of luck in the state playoffs. No matter what, you have the support of Walmart Supercenter in Deloge. Save money, live better. That's the Walmart Supercenter in Deloge. Since 1968, Leadbelt Pump and Supply has been serving the community with authorized sales and service. They have over 30 years of experience to help you with a reputation for quality. If you need contract drilling, Leadbelt Pump and Supply is happy to serve you. You'll find Leadbelt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. That's 573-431-2476. Leadbelt Pump and Supply. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Corey Schweiss, head coach of the Central Rebels, and you're listening to High School Football on AM 1240 KFMO. 36-14, your score at halftime. The Central Rebels teeing it up to kick it away to the Blair Oaks Falcons. Is Blair Oaks flipping the formation on their return here? Uh, Central getting ready to kick it towards the near side now. They've been kicking it to the opposite side, and now it's Barry who's going to approach and boot it away. And it's going to be picked up at the 19-yard line by the returner for the Blair Oaks Falcons. It's Lackman up the near sideline, across the 30 and out of bounds. About the 33-yard line. Nice return for Lackman and Blair Oaks. And we'll see what they've got up their sleeve on offense coming out of the locker room. And you said it during break. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that Blair Oaks locker room. I would have loved to hear what Ted LePage had to say to his Falcons to try to get them back in this ballgame. We, knew, we, we know they like going quick. Are they going to continue to go quick now that they're down by three scores? How how aggressive will they be on this opening drive? you got to set the tone on this one. Backs the quarterback with a wing back on either side. They'll motion the one on the left to the right-hand side. Backs keeps it up the middle. And it's been a lot of what we saw through much of that first half. Short gain for Backs up the middle. Hit it about the line of scrimmage. Powers forward for a few as he picks up three. 
The problem is that hasn't really been too effective. The bend but don't break defense has worked for the Central Rebels throughout this ball game because they've gotten backs in the backfield enough times. They'll motion into the pistol. Lackman give to him up Broadway. Spins off a would-be tackler. Carries another. It's Nathan Weinhold. And he picks up nine yards and a first down in route as well. Yeah, but can you stuff them for how long with this big O line that doesn't have to play both ways? Central, they're already going to be gassed a little bit from first half of play. Working quickly is Blair Oaks, as they always do. Another run up Broadway and tackled just a few yards past the line of scrimmage is Lackman. Yeah, and this, uh, that's another pickup of four. That's been pretty consistent for them all day today. However, they, can, they need to keep going quickly if they want to keep getting back into this game. Second down and six. Fake on the sweep. Up the middle, backs. He's spun to the turf as he's got the spot for the first. Picking up six and a half yards out of the six he needed for the first down. And they're Jackson Jones a little bit now, trying to get the linebacking core on hands on knees already. Backs in the backfield, claps once. He'll get a new play from the near sideline. He's the team's leading rusher with 65 yards on the ground now. Wing back on either side. They're going to motion Rackers into the backfield behind him. Hand off on the right-hand side. Rackers lowers his shoulder into the Central Rebels linebacking core and driven backwards there as he tries to fight through Jackson Jones and Kaysen Murphy, a combination of the two, and he picks up four yards, second and six upcoming. I wonder if this is setting something up here, though. They keep running up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. Whether it's an inside, whether it's a play fake and a shot against one of the safeties, you know, the safeties case in Murphy in particular has been playing downhill a lot. There is that play fake. Backs now he'll tuck and run on the left-hand side. He's got a nice gain of about four. Set up third down and eight for the first. Yeah, but these are senior safeties. They, they've they seen a lot of the tricks here. They're going to be playing nice and deep. You're, you're up by three scores. There's no reason to pressure up right now. So as long as you can play center field and keep him in front of you. Lackman motions into the backfield. Fake to him. The keep by Backs. He stopped right at about the spot for the first. I think he's going to be just shy as he's driven backwards this time. And backs, he was he trying to be shy by inches. Trying to spin out of the Jackson Jones tackle, and they are going to mark him short, so he's about a half yard short of the first down. Not even. He's half a football short of the first down. Look how close that thing is to hovering over the 35-yard line. That's where he got to get. Jet sweep. Spun out of bounds by Joe Bryant. Is the running back Lackman. It's a turnover on downs, and the Rebels get the ball back up 36-14. Bend, but don't break. Fourth down. That's not the first time that the safeties have blitzed through that opening gap as they're trying to get around the outside, and they've just denied them. It's been all up the middle where the success has come from, and yet they've been trying their darndest to try to get the outside to work, and it just hasn't been there. And that's it. it the inside run to set up the pass or the outside run it hasn't worked in terms of setting it up. This central defense is playing extremely well-coached defense. Credit to P.J. Jones as Joe Bryant takes it on the left-hand side for a gain of 10 on a carry out of the backfield. P.J. Jones is one of the best defensive coaches in the state of Missouri, and it's games like this that show you why. He's okay with the three, four chunk yards up the middle. Don't allow the big plays. The play fake didn't work. It was great coverage by the Rebels defenders. The run on the outside on fourth down and inches didn't work either. I'm surprised Blair Oaks didn't go up the middle with that one. It's fourth and a foot. Yeah. You, all you got to do is jump across the line. 
to get the first down, and they may have just gotten a little too cute as Central's trying to make them make a pay once again. How often have we seen backs met and then still pick up a few yards? Joe Bryant swing pass near side, almost punched out from behind, but he holds on to it for a gain of seven as he takes it from the 50 to enemy territory, the opposing 43-yard line. Yeah, Klosser, Nick Klosser, the guy that goes both ways for this Blair Oaks defense. He was he was just about ready to punch it out. As we sometimes you see Joe Smith, he he's got like the or Joe Bryant rather. He's got the basketball moves going on with the ball in his hand. He kind of keeps the ball real low. That time he was able to bring the ball back to him right as he was getting ready to get it knocked out. Back to pass Murphy. The lefty under pressure up the middle. Now he's telling Joe Bryan to go down the field. Spins back over his right shoulder like I mentioned he loves to do before. Pass across the middle. Pulled in by Joe Bryan as he takes it away from the linebacker in coverage. Wow, what a play from Joe Bryan. Just to get back to the original line of scrimmage. As Casey Murphy was in a world of trouble. And the strong hands to keep it away from Doug Blaha. Yeah, and he just ripped the ball away from him there, too. As that, was, that was close because he was throwing the wrong way. He was throwing it across the field, and he did all that just to get back to the line of scrimmage. That tells you how, how far, I mean, that, that play was blown up from the get-go. There's three 50-50 balls in this game, and Central's won all of them. Cannon Harlow on the near sideline, Caden Casey in the end zone, and Joe Bryan with that one. The step high, tip to Cannon Harlow. Now he's got a lane up the middle. Harlow cuts to the left on the 25 and tackled at the 19. Exactly how it was drawn up, I'm sure. The high snap, and Casey Murphy just tips it to Harlow, who's Johnny on the spot, ready for it. It's like, you know, whenever the guys are getting ready to dive into the end zone, and he bats the ball out, keep the punt inbounds. That's exactly what happened there. Is that was almost disaster. That would have been bad for Central. Third and short, and they almost they just about blew it. Instead, they get first and ten in the red zone. Ball is on the 20-yard line. As they'll flip Jackson Jones from the right of the formation to the left. He's in the backfield next to the quarterback, Kaysen Murphy. He'll clap, give to Jones. Met in the backfield right away, trying to fight forward, but he stood up and pushed backwards by Parker Bennett, the defensive end who came through untouched. No gain on the play for Jones and the Rebels. First time we've called Bennett's name today as him and Varner have been wreaking havoc, but just not able to get the tackles for a loss. That time it's the loss of one as he came around all the way from the other side of the line to make the tackle. Two receivers to the left and to the right for Casey Murphy, who remains in the shotgun set. He's got Jackson Jones lined up to his right as well. Another high snap, pulled down with the right hand. Shot at the end zone. Bryant tipped up in the air, can't come down with it. There's contact both ways. And the official holds on to that flag. I think that's a fair no call. Yes, there was contact, but you ask either side who that should be pass interference on, they're going to point to the team at the opposite color. That was jockeying both ways for position. I'm okay with that no call. Yeah, both of them went up there with one hand because the other hand was draped on the other guy, getting a handful of jersey as Murphy just kind of winged it to the end zone. and He was like, Job's going to be down there somewhere. Third down and 11. Murphy steps up in the pocket. Nothing doing. Now he slings it to the near side. Bryant's got it. Keeps his feet in bounds and he walks the sideline. Oh, they say he stepped out at the 11. And that's two yards shy of the spot for the first. It's fourth and two instead of a touchdown. Gain of nine. I don't know about that one. 
He looked in bounds to me, but the official on the near side called it dead right away. So it'll be bring up fourth down and two. He was right there as well. He's got the better view than we do as the Rebels bringing in the jumbo package. Barry comes out, an extra lineman comes in for the Central Rebels. Silas Richardson, the 6'2", 245 freshman. It's the power backfield for the Central Rebels as Sammy Calloway enters the backfield. The guard lined up as a fullback on the right-hand side. There's a mistake in the backfield. Players collide. Bryant gets it still. He fights forward. It's close to the spot for the first. It'll depend on the officials. Blair Oaks is saying it's their ball. The spot is the nose of the football hovering above the 10-yard line. They might need to bring the sticks out for this one. Now they're going to signal first down Rebels. I think you've got to measure this one. It's fourth and two. They're already moving the sticks and winding the clock. I think you've got to measure this one. Now hang on. They still haven't asked for a measurement yet. It'll be first and goal. And they're about to respot the marker. They will. That's it. They can't ask for a measurement anymore. I am surprised that Blair Oaks did not ask for a measurement. We don't have the best view, but that looked close enough where I'd want to take a look at it. First and goal for the Rebels. Ball on the 10-yard line. And that was a, a blown-up play. Just give it to Joe. And yep. he made it happen as they're going to get a timeout from Schweiss here. There was collisions in the backfield. I mean, Callaway bumped into Cason Murphy. That forced him to bump into Jackson Jones. Murphy eventually weeded, the way, weeded his way through traffic to find Joe Bryant, give the ball to him, and he got the first down by inches, if that, if he did it all. 5.33 left to go in the third quarter. Timeout central. 36-14 they lead on KFMO. Shop with a purpose this holiday season at the Giving Tree Boutique in Deloge. At the Giving Tree, we have a store full of great gift ideas that are perfect for the modern-day woman. From children's clothing to teens and adults, Give a gift that gives back this year. When you purchase items from our charity lines, a percentage of that will go to support a variety of charities across the globe. So this holiday, shop with a purpose at the Giving Tree Boutique on Deloge Drive in Deloge. The Giving Tree, where giving is always in style. First and goal for the Rebels on the the 10-yard line, 36-14 at Central with the lead. Looking to add to it and pick up in the second half where they left off. And I'll tell you what, the biggest factor on this drive, look at how much clock has come off here. We're already past the midway point of the third quarter. And look at this formation. Wingbacks on either side. Now Bryant's going to back up and get the uh, ball on the handoff. Breaks two tackles on the left side. Now he'll reverse as Cason Murphy looks to lead block for him. Bryant towing the sideline. He spilled out of bounds just shy of the pylon at the four-yard line. Bryant was dead to rights on the left side. There were two Falcons there, and he swats them away and reverses field and turns it into a positive play. Gain of seven. Many guys, you could just grab the jersey and hang on for dear life. Not with Joe Bryant. <laughs> you you got to make sure you have hands on body whenever you try to tackle him. As Central's going to go jumbo once again. As That was a pickup of seven on a play that probably should have been a loss of one. Bryant's got his arm around Jackson Jones in the backfield right now. He is gassed as he'll line up as the tailback behind Callaway and Jones in that order. The fullback's in front of him. Tossed to Joe Bryant, right side. Picking up a block from Jackson Jones. He's knocked out of bounds at about the one. As a flag comes in, we'll see. And Bryant is down. He has not gotten up yet. I think he's just gassed at this point. He's been playing a lot this game all over the place. They're going to mark. He's helped up. He's all right. But like I said, I think he's just winded at this point as 
Karis Foster and Berry come in. Personal foul, face mask on Blair Oaks. And that's detrimental because that's going to give the Rebels a fresh set of downs. And it'll now be first and goal from the one. Yeah, he, he was good. It was going to be, it, it was almost a matter of time there, but you give him the fresh set of downs. And you, now if you're central, you can burn another couple couple seconds off before you go up by four scores possibly, as long as you hold on to the ball. As they're going to keep with a jumbo package out there as Barry sprints over to the sidelines. So he comes out. Foster is out as well as Cannon Harlow's the wing back on the left side. Wing back on the right side is Jackson Jones. And now Cannon Harlow's going to line up as a receiver on the left side. Pistol formation, Murphy, the shotgun set with Bryant behind him in the backfield. Now they motion Jackson Jones under center. QB sneak from Jackson Jones. Is he across the plane? No signal yet from the officials. He is. Touchdown, Rebels. How about that? You got all this different motion. Cannon Harlow's acting like he doesn't know what the play is. He goes out as a wide receiver. Jackson Jones then motions under center, pushes his way forward for the score. Give the power back the ball. I mean, it was it was probably it may have been a silent count, kind of kind of just come up under was, the play. Hey, once I get under you, you feel me? Snap the ball. Let's go. And, and it was initially stopped, but the but the second surge from Jones was able to break the break the plane. And it took a while for the official to see that, but he was able. But they officially rather give Central the ball uh, touchdown as they're getting ready to go for two once again. They've got Jackson Jones in the backfield to the right of the quarterback, Kaysen Murphy. Play fake. Murphy signaling out plays as he points to the right, throws to the left. It's incomplete. Barry looking for a flag as he tried to get around a defender just to have a chance at the ball, but I think they're going to rule that one uncatchable. No flag comes in, and the score sits 42-14. to 14. With 5.08 left to go in the third quarter, the Rebels have got some breathing room over Blair Oaks, who needs to make things happen in a hurry on KFMO. Everybody's going home, pool, and spa. Create a paradise in your own backyard with Home Pools and Spa in Lettington. At Home Pools and Spa, they are a family-owned and operated business that believes in quality products, great value, and excellent customer service. They specialize in above-ground pools, in-ground pools, and relaxing spas. From chemicals, pumps, and liners to toys and umbrellas, Home Pools and Spa is there to help keep your pool ready all season long. Home Pools and Spa, because home is where the fun is. On the Outer Service Road in Lettington. When it comes to auto care, trust the experts at Powell Automotive in Park Hills. Powell Automotive is your go-to destination for everything from auto repairs to quick oil changes and more. The experienced team at Powell Automotive is dedicated to keeping your vehicle running smoothly. Give them a call at 573-315-5119 or stop by 402 Fifth Street in Park Hills to schedule your next service. Powell Automotive, where quality and convenience meet the road. Drive confidently with Powell. Rebels set to kick it away. We'll see who winds up kicking it. It's been Barry on these last couple of kicks for the Central Rebels instead of Fowler. and They're both kind of got that stance like they could make the approach on it. We'll see. Barry does kick it away. It's an end-over-end kick grabbed by the returner for Blair Oaks and Lackman. He takes it to the near side, cross the 30, tackled at about the 33. And we'll see what the Blair Oaks offense has up their sleeve. This is exactly what Central wanted to do a week ago against St. Francis Borgia. They're executing the game plan again. Go up big, force the opposition out of their traditional game plan. Because now if Blair Oaks stays in it, 
it's hard to imagine them coming back by nearly a 28-point deficit it is if they continue to do this. Run the ball up the middle for a short gain as swallowed up by the Rebels defenders is the running back, Lackman, and he gets just two yards out of it. You're not going to be able to run an offense that way for a quarter plus five minutes as it continues to wind even further down. No, and they're going to line up quickly, but it isn't going to make a difference until they start throwing the ball. Or you big play. You need more than just two yards at a time. Here is a throw, and it's knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Swatted down by Nathan Weinhold, incomplete. Third and eight upcoming. Got to love that from your lineman. If you can't get to the quarterback, just throw your hands up. Yeah. Make, it, make yourself an obstacle, and that's what Weinhold did. Look through the lineman across from you, eyes in the backfield. When you see the quarterback pull the ball back, you get your hands up. Backs looking to his left now. He'll send a man in motion out. It's Kerperin. He'll run it right up the middle into the chest of Jackson Jones and fall forward for a gain of five. And it's going to be shy of the spot for the first by two, maybe three yards. And officially, that's a generous spot. It's short by about a yard and a half. Gain of five on the play for backs. And they're going for it on fourth down and one. Yeah, they don't have a choice. That play goal is probably to set it up this fourth down. Backs, keeper, right side, trying to get the edge. He's met in the open field, taken down at the line of scrimmage. Ball comes free. Who recovered it? I thought Backs was down. What did the officials say? Was that the ground that forced that fumble? That came out quite late. Yeah, we were obstructed. They're getting together to discuss right now. And can you advance your position? Because the ball came out short yeah. of the first down. The Blair good. Oaks lineman fell on it about three yards downfield, which would be good for the first down. And I'm trying to see. They signal Blair Oaks first down. Well, the official turned to face us to say something, but, sir, you're all the way on the opposing numbers. We're probably about uh, 100 feet up in the air, if you will, at the top of the stands here. And Coach Twice with a quick word with the official. Trying to get confirmation on that, but either way, it's a Blair Oaks first down after Bax appeared to be tackled for a loss, and now the officials are going to check something here. Oh, they were wanting to. Now they're going to reset the play clock, is what they'll do. Now they'll wind the clock. Under four minutes left to go in the third quarter. We'll see if Blair Oaks can take advantage. Rolling to his left, Bax the righty, nobody open. Now he'll roll back to his right, jump pass across the middle, connects with his target, Halford little backyard football. He was going up the far sideline. Nothing doing. Came back across the middle. And the nifty jump pass from backs to get the arm angle right. Picks up the first down on a gain of 15. And Central has done a good job of taking away the first read, maybe even the second read, and forcing backs to scramble and try to create something. And that time he was able to as Vander Halford able to make the catch over the middle of the field. Snap. Play fake. Backs. Right-hand side completes to his intended target who's bounced out of bounds it's closer or closer excuse me close to a spot for the first down not close enough it's a gain of nine and now now they're really starting to be able to get the passing game working central has done a really good job of shutting it down and batting balls away now they're allowing big plays over the middle of the field backs middle of the field connects with his receiver who's open angle brecht and he's tackled in the open field by Caden Casey to prevent the touchdown. I thought he was about to cut underneath the safety and coverage and take it for six. Ball all the way down at the eight-yard line, first and goal. Pick up about 20. Handoff up the middle. The run for Lackman continuing to fight forward at the goal line. He falls, but he crosses the plane for the touchdown. 
A much needed quick score from Blair Oaks. 42 to 20 year score with 2.41 left to go in the third. Yeah, they needed something, needed anything, and that was a finally a positive drive for them as they're looking to go quick here. They may be looking to go for two. They are going to line up to go for two here with Central now leading by 22. They're going to need a two-point conversion at some point. Might as well try to get it now so you know how to game plan the rest of the way. Back left side, find the lane, across for two more. Blair Oaks not going out quietly into the setting sun behind our right shoulder. 42 to 22. They trail by 20. 2.41 left to go in the third quarter. They need a stop against Central, who gets the ball after this on KFMO. R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC is the place to go for anything needed to repair your mobile home. From doors, windows, and plumbing, to skirting, roof coating, and so much more, R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC has what you need. Visit them today in Valley Mines at Highway 67 and Y, or call R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC at 636-937-9898. That's 636-937-9898. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab, from new roofing, both metal or shingle, to any home improvement. Inside or out, Dalton Home Improvement is licensed and bonded and a member of the Better Business Bureau. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373. That's 431-2373. Estimates are always free. The Central Rebels send out the hands return team, anticipating an onside kick. Blair Oaks boots it past their head. The only player back for Central at that point was Kaysen Murphy, and lucky for him, he watches it trickle across the goal line for a touchback. Otherwise, it'd be a dangerous position picking it up inside your own five. You have your quarterback returning it. I know Murphy is a tough, talented kid, but it's one of those, if you don't have to take that risk, you don't want to. They didn't have to here. First and 10 on the 20. Yeah, and they got a fortunate bounce as well as it took, as it landed at probably about the 20 and skipped all the way into the end zone. If it would have parked up just a little bit, Blair Oaks may have had a chance to go down and get it. That's that's the doomsday scenario if Murphy gets beat to it. Cannon Harlow on the handoff, trying to reverse field, and he stood up and driven backwards. Barely got back to the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play for Cannon Harlow. Yeah, and that's the vaunted run defense from this Blair Oaks front seven. I mean, they, they've got talent all over the place, and they are well-rested. As you can tell, Central, they're, they're starting to get worn out, and we still have a whole quarter left to go. This has been a tough game as they've gone up and down the field on each other. Central wants to make every single play take as long as humanly possible here as they snap the ball, play fake, looking for Caden Casey, almost pulled in with the left hand. It's incomplete. Just led a little bit too much by Casey Murphy. Casey kind of ran that deep slant a little bit flatter. I think Murphy wanted Casey to take it a little bit skinnier up the field. Yeah, just just a miscommunication on where you're going to go. As we've we've always talked about, Central loves those deep slant patterns where it's just get under, get in front of your guy. And if you could do that, Murphy will put the ball on you. And that time he just led him a little bit too far. As the Blair Oaks faithful trying to make some noise here. Two receivers left, two to the right. They're lined up tight to the formation. Running back in the backfield, Barrett Henson to the left of the quarterback, Murphy. He rolls that way under pressure. Escapes the pressure to the near side. Finds Bryant, but it's through his hands incomplete. And the Rebels, I imagine, will see them punt it away once again. 
They'll go with that same formation where they faked it on fourth down earlier. And Casey Murphy, he's telling his boys, hey, calm down. We are okay. They're still up by, you know, three scores, but that was a ton of pressure immediately mm -hmm. as he just had no chance to get anything done. And even if Joke would have caught it, that would have been tough to get the first down from that position. Murphy backs up, snap to him. He's going to punt it away this time, and this is going to set up the Rebels nicely as long as it bounces in their favor. It does at the 45, cross the 30, being waved forward, dies at about the 27-yard line where Cannon Harlow will finally touch it up, and that's what makes that formation so tough for Central when you've got a good punter like Cason Murphy. I've seen Central run it where... They get 30 yards out of it, not all that much, and it's one of those, listen, you got Justin Bridges on your team. That guy can boot at the length of a football field. Have him kick it instead. But in that situation, when you've got a guy like Casey Murphy, it gives you an opportunity to really flip the field. Central was on their own 20-yard line. Blair Oaks is going to start on their own at 27. Play fake, backs up the middle, runs into his own lineman. Now he takes it up the near side, caught from behind by Nathan Weinhold. After a gain of almost 20 yards on the play, he picks up 18. Here They'll get set quick. Here comes the quick pace. Like you said, they're going to go as quickly as they can as they really need to score quick here. It's try a, to get before the end of the quarter probably. It's a three-score game. Handoff on a near side run for Rackers. He's met and driven backwards for a loss on the play. I think you just got to stick with the up-the-middle runs. It's been working for Blair Oaks so far. Yeah. Man versus man up the middle, they're winning. It's when they try to get on the edges, the Rebels' speed gives them the advantage. The linebackers and safeties have just been outmatched as long as they can get somewhat of a run. As long If they don't have to go through the Blair Oaks O-line, then, then they've had free reign on the outside edges. Rackers loses three there. They'll fake it to him this time. Back to pass. Backs. He's under pressure, and he'll be sacked by a pair of Rebels. Logan Murray, the first one in there. Nathan Weinholz in as well. And that's Big sack for the Central Rebels defense, and that'll wind the clock quite a bit. We're down to 40 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Every second counts for Blair Oaks. It's third and 16. What do you have in the playbook that can get you 16 yards? You may try to be looking for eight, but even eight for Blair Oaks has been a bit of a struggle. Backs to pass. Central sends three. Backs will roll to his right. It's zone coverage. Here comes Sammy Calloway from the second level as Backs tucks and runs. He slides out of bounds at about the original line of scrimmage before those back-to-back -back tackles for loss. Got an extra one past the original line. It'll set up a fourth down, do or die, and nine for the Blair Oaks Falcons. And that's pretty impressive for Sammy Calloway. He was playing spy as we got a flag here on the near sideline, and it may be a sideline warning against Blair Oaks as it's the near official as we had a coach kind of turn his head in disgust. Oh, they don't happen to have 12 on the field once again, do they? Quick conversation, and it is a sideline warning on Blair Oaks. So nothing that's going to mark off any yardage, but you do not want to cost your team another five yards if you commit one of those between now and the end of the ball game. 42-22 your score. Blair Oaks trails by 20 with 19 seconds left to go in the third quarter. But with how many points they need to put up against the Central Rebels defense and how many plays each drive has taken to score, this feels like do or die time. Hard count. Central, a player flinches its wide hole, but he doesn't cross into the neutral zone. They'll reset the game or the play will the Falcons. Rolling to the near side. Backs as he gets the snap. Keeping his eyes downfield under pressure. Taking a shot deep. Pulled in at the five-yard line, and Engelbrecht will score! 
fourth and nine turns into six. And we've got a two-score game, folks. 42 to 28, your score. And Caden Casey, he, he read it. He knew what was happening, but he just couldn't quite get back there as Braden Berry had his, his man beat him on the far side. It was two Blair Oaks def, uh, receivers behind the central defense, and Engelbrecht's the one that come up, comes up with it as Bax put that one on the money. Both of his receivers could have caught that, and Engelbrecht will scamper into the end zone, and this, this is going to get interesting here. We got a ball game, folks. 42-28, your score. Snap is down. Kick is up from Lachlan. It's good. 42-29. Nine seconds remain in the third quarter. Rebels getting the ball after this on KFMO. In Washington, D.C., in Jefferson City, Missouri, and every other state capital across our nation, people are gathering to make great decisions, decisions that will impact the lives of countless millions. What is the greatest decision you'll make? What is your greatest choice? The decision that matters throughout eternity is not what happens regarding our health care or our life insurances or all of those things that we deem so important. The greatest decision is to follow Jesus Christ and make him the Lord of your life. The Blair Oaks fans showing signs of life. The way this third quarter had gone up until that point, it looked like Central was going to be coming away with the easy victory, but the defense gets a stop, and the offense has scored two touchdowns unanswered, 15 unanswered, to pull them back in this ball game. 42-29 they trail as Casey Murphy will return it this time and just gently run out of bounds at the 27-yard line. That's where the drive will begin for the Rebels in dire need of showing something here. It's still a two-score game. It is a 42-29 lead, a 13-point lead for Central. Yeah, and they do got time. But you want to eat as much for Blair Oaks, that is. They've got time. They don't need a three and out here. But if you can have a long, sustained drive for the Rebels, that's huge. And they're going to get the timeout with the quarter break coming up as we've only got five seconds. So that's going to help Blair Oaks out as Central's going to have to run this play. Murphy in the shotgun. He's got trips left. Blair Oaks showing blitz. They only send four instead. They're looking for Cannon Harlow, but he comes up just shy of it. It's incomplete as he's overshot on the play. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. Head coach Ted LePage with four fingers up, waving his team down. All the momentum at the backs of the Blair Oaks Falcons. Can they soar to victory? They trail the Rebels as we head to the final frame, 42-29 to 29 on KFMO. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials like ham and beans or chicken and dumplings or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees such as their all-you-can-eat catfish, country fried steak, hand-cut ribeye steaks cooked just the way you like, or maybe you want a simple burger and fries. Or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Dine in, call ahead, or hit the drive-thru. It's the Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. Oh, what is that stench? Oh, Boogie, you smell terrible. Phew, dogs can stink up the whole house when not properly groomed and bathed. Take them to Pawfection Pet Grooming where your fur child looks and smells pawfect. Ew, Boogie, have you been eating the trash? Make Pawfection Pet Grooming your first choice for all pet grooming needs. Give them a call today at 573-482-0163. Pawfection Pet Grooming in Park Hill. <laughs> 
to thank a few of our partners for joining us for the Central Rebels state playoffs, including the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills, and Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra on Farmington and Deloge. Murphy rolls near side. He connects with Cannon Harlow. He turns it up at the number. Stiff arms the defender to the turf at the 40. Now he's reversing field, showing off that SEC speed. Here comes Joe Bryant trying to provide a block. Harlow doesn't need it. He'll score nonetheless. An answer from the Rebels, a much-needed one as well. Two plays on the drive. They go the length of the field and score on a 63-yard touchdown reception from Cannon Harlow. It felt a lot longer than that, though, as he comes from the near side to the far side to score. And they've been picking on that left side of the Blair Oaks defense. They, they've been picking on Hagner all day in that time. It was one-on-one. He was by himself on an island out there. And Cannon Harlow, once he got it, he was able to make a nice little jab step outside and then cut back inside and run all the way across the field as we're going to have a looks like a lineman on the far side here for the yep. two-point conversion. We've got two lined up wide on the right-hand side. Jackson Jones is the tackle to the left in the formation. Keep an eye on him. He's eligible out there as well. Murphy back to pass under pressure, and he throws it at the feet of Joe Bryant, or excuse me, Cannon Harlow, incomplete. Credit where it's due to Blair Oaks, a funky formation for Central, but they were lined up perfectly to a T. But the Rebels got what they wanted. Six points up on the board. They lead 49 or 48 to 29 on KFMO. Dan, which do you prefer? Classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. I'm cruising in my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant in Farmington Park Hills and Deloge serves up the best Mexican cuisine in St. Francis County. El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant offers an authentic Mexican experience that is hard to beat. Tasty tacos, exquisite enchiladas, flavorable fajitas, and more. You'll leave full, but your mouth will be watering for more. Check out the delicious menu online at eltapatiomex.com or visit a location near you in Farmington Park Hills or Deloge. Central Rebels getting ready to kick it away to the Blair Oaks Falcons once again. As that response was huge for the Central Rebels, makes it a three-score game with 11.43 remaining in the fourth quarter, 48-29, they're up. The return up the middle for Lackman. Now he'll bounce it to the near side. Here we go at midfield. He'll step out of bounds as he tries to spin back towards the numbers. And if he kept that foot in bounds, he could have gotten even more out of that return. He was turning himself back into a convoy of blockers. But that's exactly what Blair Oaks needed as a response as they trail by three scores yet again, as I mentioned. Now they're going to get the ball first and 10 at midfield on their own 47. Can you score quickly once again? That time they were able to take advantage of a gassed Rebels team. Now they've got a little bit of adrenaline in them from scoring. Will that make any difference? They're going to motion the running back Kerperin into the backfield. Give to him on the jet sweep action, and he gets ankle tackled on the outside by Caden Casey. Yeah, if he doesn't make the shoestring tackle, he Kerperin was going to be gone. I mean, they, they had everybody shifted over to the near side as he went far side, and there was just about one or two guys left that could have tackled him in case he was one. Gain on the play, eight, and Kerperin gets it again. Same play, flip it to the opposite direction, though. 
Kaysen Murphy comes in from the safety spot. He makes the ankle tackle. It's a gain of 10 on that one. Now they've found some fresh legs from Brady Kerpurin, who's getting more action with the injury to Elijah Luckett, and he's taking advantage of the opportunity in front of him. They'll fake it to him this time right up the middle of his backs, but he's met by a pair of Rebels, and the ball comes free. It's loose. There's a dog piled for the football. I think Jackson Jones has it. He does. It's Rebel ball. Central takes over on their own 35-yard line, leading 48-29 to with 10.52, separating them and the state championship game. And that was all Logan Murray. He saw that play happen a mile away as maybe he went to the well one too many times as they brought Capern in motion, and, was, and he faked it to him, and they ran the play with backs just straight up off the tackle like they have been all game in that time, just unable to ta- uh, hold on to the ball as Murray was underneath backs on the ground and just kind of met, jarring the ball loose. Snap, give to Joe Bryant on the jet sweep motion as he'll dance back to the near side. Stiff arms the defender to the turf, but he still takes him to the ground. Wonderful open field tackle made by Hagner. And if he doesn't make that tackle on Bryant, he's got a big lane up the numbers on the near side for potentially a game-ending score. Clock will run, 10.5 to play, fourth quarter, 48-29 central leads. And quick check on the out-of-town scoreboard. The winner of this game, they will be facing the Seneca Indians. At last check, they were up 41-3 on St. Pius X from Kansas City. So a date with Seneca on the line next week at Faro. We'll see if it's the Falcons or the Rebels that move on. Advantage Rebels right now. They're in the power position, leading 48-29. to 29. Run with Joe Bryant up the middle. He's met at the line of scrimmage. Doesn't get anything past that. No gain on the play for the senior wide receiver who has done everything this season for the Rebels, encroaching a 1,000-1,000-1,000 season. 1,000 on the ground, he's got that. 1,000 through the air with the injury to Cason Murphy, he's got that. The wide receiver needs a couple hundred more yards to eclipse 1,000 receiving on the season. They'll line up with a receiver wide on either side. Two wingbacks in the backfield as Cason Murphy just watching that clock tick away. We are down to nine and a half left to go in a three-score game in the fourth quarter. Murphy, it's a pass, middle of the field, caught by the inward-breaking receiver. It's Joe Bryant, no, excuse me, it's Barry with the reception. How many times have we called his name on big third-down conversions? He's just a nice, steady target. For, for, a, for a team that has four separate options, five if you want to count Jackson Jones slash Barrett Henson, and they just keep the chains moving. Barry is just a huge addition to the Central Rebels squad, giving them, like I said, another weapon on the outside. Coming over from a Farmington school that runs the triple option, they don't pass all too much. He'll take any sort of slice of that receiving target share that he can get as Murphy runs it to the far side. A defender trailing him spilling him to the outside he slides down outside the numbers to keep the clock running as he doesn't go out of bounds it's a gain of just one on the play but i think the rebels will take that extra time off the clock 10 out of 10 times yeah and that was just a business decision for case and murphy i'm just going to go down i'm not going to try to run out of bounds because i'm going to give blair oaks a chance to stop the clock stay in bounds protect yourself and held on to the football two yards versus another 20 or so seconds once you wind it all down they'll take the 20 seconds quick hit near side Bryant trying to stiff arm a couple defenders to the turf but he eventually gets swallowed up and taken down for a loss of two on the play and we have a late flag on the far sideline it's thrown all the way back at midfield so we'll see what this is all about is it a sideline warning on central maybe 
during if it did if it was it was during the play and it is a sideline warning on central so it'll be third and 11 for the rebels and you went down inbounds so the clock will keep running well it doesn't hear with the penalty unfortunately that's going to stop it what so instead of it oh no now they do wind it excuse me so we're down to 8:15 left to go can get it down to about eight minutes left to go with the time on the play clock Kaysen Murphy claps twice. He'll get a new play from the far sideline. Coach Schweiss signals it out to him, putting both his hands together over his right. Murphy claps once again. High snap. He pulls it down. Blitz coming from Blair Oaks. A jump ball tipped incomplete. Tried to sky it to the six foot three Braden Berry. He needed six foot four to pull that one in. And the incomplete pass sets up a fourth down and 11 on the opposing 42 yard line. And a big decision here for Central. We mentioned before, Murphy's got a good leg, but is it almost too good here where he can punt it for a touchback? We'll see what they decide to go with. Or do you go for it on fourth and 11 near midfield? I think if you're Central, you got to punt this and try to pin them. I mean, they're not going to send anybody back as there's a jump. They're going to flag that one, so give them an extra five yards. So now that makes the decision a little more interesting as instead of fourth and 11, it'll bring up fourth and six. And instead of from the 42, it's going to be from the 37. So now you're even closer to where you could punt it for a touchback. And if it's a touchback, it's a net difference of 17 yards. I think I go for it here. I go for the kill shot if I'm the Central Rebels. Because you think in a three-score game, if you can get a fresh set of downs here, even if you don't score or get anything after those fresh set of downs, that's another two minutes off the clock. Murphy, back to pass, under pressure off the edge. The pass incomplete off the shoulder of Joe Bryan, and it goes out of bounds. And so Blair Oaks is going to take over with 7.50 remaining in the fourth quarter, trailing by 19. They need to put up three touchdowns in the next seven minutes and 50 seconds to come back in this contest. And that the play- defense did the job. They didn't get the three and out, but they got the ball back to the offense with the same score on the scoreboard. And that play had worked for Central several times before, and the one time it didn't may have come in a little clutch for Blair Oaks as they really needed the ball back. Backs, back to pass, looking right, nothing doing there. Now he'll roll to his left. He's going to throw it to the sideline, and it's out of bounds incomplete. I don't know if he was trying to throw it away. He's trying to give his receiver a chance, kind of a little in between. I'm going to put it towards the sideline. If anyone's going to have a chance at it, it's you. It was a little too high. It goes incomplete. I tell you, he had a good chance. Coach Corey Schweiss, yeah, he, was he, was his he was trying to get his Caden Casey impersonation down. Well, he, he was said trying to last point week it. during postgame he could have made that same catch that Joe Bryant did. There's your shot. You pull it in with one hand and take it to the house, Coach. Might pull a hamstring or break a hip if he tries that, though. Play fake backs. Now he'll run up the middle, and it's just a short, modest gain of six. Central Rebels, they're more than okay with that as we're down to seven and a half left to go. Yeah, and w- it, at this point in the game, Central's going to have a spy on backs anytime he drops back because he's, he's not afraid to just tuck it and run. Or just run zone coverage. Don't get beat deep, and that's it. Go four quarters. And the way their defensive backfield is aligned, it looks like that's what they're going with. All four defensive backs, the two corners and the two safeties, split in the deepest part of the field into four parts. That's cover four, and that's what appears to be the coverage we're seeing. Another run up the middle for backs and a short gain of two yards. This is very time-consuming plays that we've seen here. As There's a player hurt for Central. It's Logan Murray who's limping around right now. He's going to stay out there 
He could just go down, but he's going to stay in instead. We'll see what kind of pass rush he can provide off the edge on the left-hand side. As Central's got a 3-4 defensive front. It's fourth down and three for Blair Oaks. Backs, play fake. Now he'll run up the middle. He's got the first down. And somehow comes free. He was stood up. Comes free. Up the left hash. He's met with Joe Bryant, who spins him down to the turf at the five-yard line. Everyone stopped. They thought, okay, movement is done. We're good, but backs the lone player playing through the whistle, kept going, and turns it into a huge gain, taking it to the five. And Jackson Jones now going to take a knee as he was just about ready to get to the line of scrimmage. And is that Jones or is it Murray? Because Murray was the one that got hurt before. Oh, no, that's Jackson Jones. Murray, he was yeah. limping back to the line. I think his his pride's not going to let him come out. And Jones was looking to the sideline. Hey, should I just take take the knee and... He went down on all four. Put your pride aside, though. It's first and goal. You rotate players on defense as Jackson Jones comes up, and he's walking to the sideline, favoring his left arm. Some boos coming from Blair Oaks fans. They believe the Central Rebels' uh, Jackson Jones went down to get a substitution in. I don't see Logan Murray out there either right now. So they're down two of their better defenders in Logan Murray, their defensive lineman, and their middle linebacker, Jackson Jones. Into the backfield goes the running back, Lackman. Give to him up the middle. He'll score. That's one. Blair Oaks needs three, and they've still got plenty of time to get two more. 6-16 left to go in the fourth quarter. It's a 48-35 ball game. And now you're in a position where you don't have to go for two either. You can kick the extra points, which they've been money on so far. So we'll see what if they try to go for the onside or if they try to get another quick stop as there's a little over halfway left to go in this fourth and final quarter. See, I would almost think go for two as the snap down, kick is up, it's good. So it's a 19-point ball game. You go for two, you get it, you get eight. You go for two on a second touchdown, you get it, you get eight. That's 16. You're now in a three-point game, and you've got a kicker. I think with the time, maybe you should have gone for two in those situations there. Meanwhile, if you don't get it and you still need three touchdowns anyway, you know, if you don't get the first one, you can just go for the traditional PAT on the rest of them, them the rest of the way then. It's a 19-point game. It's one of those analytics things that people are talking about now. Whenever yeah. you need, you know, you're down by 15, you get the first touchdown. Do you go for two then or do you go for yeah. two for the second one? And my thinking is always beyond the analytics, it's – You know what you need to do on the next one. So you know, okay, I didn't get this one. I now know I'm going to need a field goal. You can prioritize your time better after that as opposed to thinking, oh, well, there's a higher percentage of winning. No, it's just, okay, I now know I got the two-point conversion. I only need a touchdown and a PAT, or I didn't get it. I need a touchdown and a field goal. There's the end-over-end kick that's going to come to the near sideline and go out of bounds. So Blair Oaks kind of kicking it over the head of the front row of the Central Rebels defenders, not letting anyone return it, but also not really giving themselves much of a chance to try to pick up an onside kick, putting some faith in their defense against a tired Central Rebels bunch. A lot of hands on hips for the Central Rebels players. Nathan Weinhold, Cannon Harlow, Barrett Henson, Kaysen Murphy as well. Those guys have been playing a lot in this ball game, and they need them to put up the best performance they can over the next six minutes and 16 seconds of game clock as the Rebels' lead has been trimmed down to a 48-36 to 36 lead. It's a 12-point game. 
question is, can you run the football with the line that you have right now? Everybody, everybody's starting to get into that deep reserves of energy. To, what do you have left in the tank to win the battles? They motion Cannon Harlow in the backfield. Hand it off to him. Harlow spins off a would-be tackler at the line of scrimmage. Turns it into a gain of a yard and a half. It was on the 41. It's going to be just shy of the 43-yard line. Yeah, and don't mind that at all. Just get the clock started. You got a modest gain of two. That's a good, that's a decent start. You're able to kind of open up playbook now that the clock is in motion. We don't want to open it up too much and come away with a couple incomplete passes. Even if you don't get the first down, there's an opportunity to burn a ton of clock here against Blair Oaks and put them in a tough situation and allow your defense to kind of play a little bend but don't break again. Trips left, receiver right. Murphy in the shotgun sets. He will pass. It's across the middle and through the hands of Caden Casey incomplete. He was open on the slant pattern as he got underneath Jake Hagner. Would have had it close to a first down with the yardage he could have gained afterwards as well. He was that open. Yeah, just it was thrown a little bit behind, but it was still within the range of motion for Casey to get as he needed Joe Bryan's Velcro hands on that one. And they, he may have had a big gainer there too as now the clock has stopped. It's third and long. What will the Central Rebels do here? Falcons fans to their feet making noise. Third down and eight for the first. Five and a half left to go in the fourth quarter. Bryant in motion to the near side. Central's going to pass under pressure as Cason Murphy spins away from it. Lobs it to his running back, Henson, who's got it up the near sideline. Pops a Falcon near the sideline and out of bounds at the 48-yard line. Clock is running. He was tackled inbounds, 5-15, and it continues to wind away with fourth down and three. He did not get the first down. Yeah, and this is a perfect time to just get a pooch kick off, wait until the last second, then get your get your pooch kick off, and then you can flip the field on them and make them try to score once again. Under five minutes remain as Casey Murphy will now take a couple steps back. He's got the snap. Eyes downfield, but now he will boot it away, and it takes a very friendly Central Rebel bounce. Inside the 15, stop there as it's touched up by Caden Casey. That's where the drive will begin for Blair Rokes. They've got one of the three they needed. They've got 442 to score two more touchdowns to complete the comeback in this contest. 48 to 36 they trail. They'll have first and 10 from their own 12-yard line. And if you're Blair Oaks, this is exactly what you're you're already running. That's the whole game. You don't really have to change your play call a whole lot. You just have to make sure that you're getting good yardage every play. You cannot be settling for one to two yards. Yeah, what we saw in the first half would not work for them. The more variety in the offense in the second half, especially these last few drives, that's perfect for Blair Oaks. And they've been running no huddle all game. Inside reverse as the give goes to the wide receiver who takes it up the near sideline. It's Klosser, and he spun out of bounds. Fans want a flag for a late hit. That was a clean hit from Joe Bryant as he wrapped up the wide receiver, Klosser, in bounds, spun him to the turf where he landed out of bounds, and it's a gain of eight. And the clock is stopped, so they'll be able to keep going quickly here. Back to pass. Backs down the near sideline. He's got a receiver. It's Halford, and he's taken out of bounds. Beating Braden Berry that time down the field, and now we're starting to see this offense come alive. They weren't able to pass the ball earlier. Now trying to take advantage of the tired central secondary. Can they keep pushing here? Gain of 42 on the play. They're getting a play from the near sideline. Halford in for the injured Wildy, making the most of his opportunity there. 
Huge play to set up Blair Oaks in enemy territory with 4.27 left to go, and the Central Rebels will burn a timeout right before Blair Oaks can snap the ball on first and 10 from the Rebels' 38-yard line. It's a two-score game, 48-36. to The Rebels trying to hang on and survive. Blair Oaks trying to complete the three-score comeback after this on KFMO. Are you struggling with your car but you don't have a reliable shop? Let's ask a friend. Who do you take your car to? Oh, Wade's Automotive. I'd trust Wade's Automotive. Wade's? Wade's Automotive in Farmington. Well, it's unanimous. Take it to Wade's Auto Service in Farmington with a full-service shop specializing in brakes, rotors, AC repair, transmission, even battery problems. Plus, they have a two-year, 24,000-mile part and labor warranty. Trust Wade's Auto Service, 228 East Harrison Street, Farmington. Out of the timeout, here come the Central Rebels. We'll see how fresh they are against this attack mode that Blair Oaks has been in. It's a run up the middle for back. Spins off a tackler, taken down at the 35-yard line. Central making sure he is touched down to the turf this time on that gain of three yards for backs. And you, you've got the heavy legs. You have to make sure that you wrap up and tackle. Do not just try to stand him up because the officials are going to let him play. If he's keep continuing to move his feet, they're going to let him go as there's a bunch of uh, time burning off from this play. This was a 42-14 to ball game with five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Blair Oaks trying to make it a one-score game late in the fourth. Big open field tackle made as the catch is made by Klosser. He's taken down by Kaysen Murphy, who came in from the safety spot. It's a gain of five. He's shy of the spot necessary for the first. So that's going to eat some clock up here as Blair Oaks will line up quickly. The run up the middle, breaking a tackle at the 20. Left side, the 10, and taken down at the five-yard line is the running back, Lackman. They're starting to feel it now as they're... We're starting to gash this tired central bunch as they're trying to get substitutions on and they probably aren't going to be able to get anybody off they're just trying to get lined up in time someone's got to get off for central too many men on the field that's a free five yards a half the distance to the goal penalty on first and goal as the officials are going to talk this one over and if you're coach did, Corey Schweiss now here's the question did Blair Oaks sub anyone in and out because if Blair Oaks brought someone in they're waving it off. I think they're going to say Blair Oaks might have made a substitution. No, timeout central came in first. That's what the officials say. Wow. The way the rule is, if you make a sub on offense, the defense is allowed the opportunity to make a substitution. So that's why I was wondering when the official was waving his hands above his head if that's what he's going to say. Instead, the Central Rebels burn their third and final timeout. 48-36 they lead. 3.24 left to go in the fourth quarter. Blair Oaks still has all three of their timeouts as well. We'll keep it here as the Rebels are already back out on the field on defense. Blair Oaks needs a score here. They don't necessarily need it quickly, though. They're in good shape with three timeouts and 3.24 left to go. Two receivers lined up all the way on the outside on the right-hand side. One receiver all alone on the left. A wing back on either side. They motion one into the backfield. It's Lackman. He's got it up the middle. He's met by a couple Rebels defenders at the five and tackled there. He's actually going to lose a yard. They're marking him down at the six. So big time stand for this Central Rebels bunch as Blair Oaks really probably needed to score on that play as we're approaching three minutes left to go in this one. Especially with it being a run up the middle. Three minutes remain in the ball game. Same formation. They motion Lackman into the backfield. Quick hit. Near side. He'll come down to an open field tackle. Pushed 
and not out of bounds, keeping his feet in and scoring up the near sideline is Klossman. Klosser scores, and we have a one-score ball game, folks. 48-42 with under three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 2.54 to be exact. Yeah, they doubled up the receivers way out wide here. I don't think Central recognized that. I, I saw the mismatch, and I'm like, they're not motioning anybody out there. They're really, they were really looking for the run there, and just a nice little receiver screen there for Klosser as Casey Murphy couldn't quite get back in coverage. He's the holder as he gets the snap down, the kick from Lachlan up and good. It all comes down to this. It was a 42 to 14 lead for Central. Blair Oaks has erased it to five. 48-43 with the Rebels getting the ball after this on KFMO. Unico Bank in Park Hills is one of 16 locations providing quality service to you. Offering internet and mobile banking, checking, debit cards, and so much more. Unico Bank is the choice for personal and commercial services. Visit Unico Bank in Park Hills today or online at unicobank.com. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Unico Bank in Park Hills, member FDIC. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. The Central R3 School Administration, Board of Education, faculty, staff, and student body congratulate the Central Rebels on an excellent football season. Making it to the state playoffs is a huge accomplishment. Thank you for such an exciting season from all of us at the Central R3 School District. Kick is grabbed by Nick Fowler, who immediately takes the knee on the 41-yard line, and that's where the drive will begin for the Central Rebels. And Blair Oaks in dire need of a quick defensive stop to get the ball back to their offense. They've got all three timeouts, 2.53 remaining in the ball game. Central leading 48-43, running on fumes here late in the fourth quarter against the Blair Oaks team with only one two-way player. Twins on either side, Henson in the backfield. Now he'll motion to bunch left, and they'll pass it to the right side. Joe Bryant met right away, spun to the turf, ball comes free! They're going to say Joe Bryant's down first, though. The officials come in and say Joe Bryant was down first. But still, it's a loss of three on the play, and the clock continues to wind down to two and a half left to go. And that was a massive tackle by Warren Davis, one of the defensive backs, just a sophomore out there on Joe Bryant. And what an open field tackle. If you're central, this is... Okay, if you're Blair Oaks, you may have wanted to take a time out there and try to capitalize as now Central's going to try to take this all the way down to two minutes. We talked earlier, Blair Oaks likes to move fast on offense. They didn't take those timeouts going into halftime. We'll see how they use them here in the second half. They might have no choice but to take them. Cannon Harlow breaks a tackle up the near sideline. It's a foot race. He's pulled down from behind at the 30. What a tackle made on the play to save this ball game for Blair Oaks. Brady Kerperin tracked down the future track athlete for Mizzou, Cannon Harlow from behind. But man, what a play that was for the Central Rebels as the sticks are reset. We're under two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. And he was dead to rights. The spin move out of a tackle. Kapurin getting ready to go to the Air Force Academy. He was the only one able to track him down as Harlow was able to get down inbounds as well. And Blair Oaks has still not burned a timeout. Gain of about 40 on the play. What a play for Cannon Harlow. He has had a huge game here when Central has called his number. Here's Joe Bryant, little stutter step, and he'll slide before going out of bounds. It'll result in a loss, but Bryant's okay with that. He was trying to get the edge on a player on the outside, and here comes a timeout from Blair Oaks. Their first timeout of the ball game comes with a minute 27 remaining. 
in the fourth quarter, 48-43. They trail the Rebels, who are trying to ice this game out. Timeout brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsgron, Farmington, and Jonathan Stephan in Deloge. 48-43, Central on top on KFMO. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. Both teams with their season on the line, and it could come down to this next sequence of plays. The Central Rebels looking to pick up a first down or a score to make it a two-score game once again. Blair Oaks looking for a stop to get their offense back out on the field. Pump fake from Cason Murphy. Now he'll step forward in the pocket, pick up two of the yards that were lost on that play with Joe Bryant earlier, and he goes down in pain. He rolls onto his back. Cason Murphy holding his right leg in the air is in pain right now as he's calling for someone to help him up. And he's trying to hop it off right now, and he will. He'll stay out there. Big break for the Central Rebels as a timeout is taken by Blair Oaks once again. We'll keep it here. We're down to a minute 28 left to go in the fourth quarter. Blair Oaks burning their second timeout. It'll be third down and 12 when play resumes as they're going to stretch out. Cason Murphy, it appears to be he's cramping up here late in his fourth quarter playing both ways even doing some kickoff returning in this game Cason Murphy has been showing the epitome of toughness all season long for the Rebels you dislocate your elbow granted it's your non-throwing arm but still you dislocate your elbow and come back four weeks later that is unbelievable and you're not going to take him off the field in this play if he can't go then he becomes a decoy you're going to run it with Joe Bryant out of the backfield. I don't think Cason Murphy, unless his leg isn't attached to him, is coming off this field right now at any point. Here we go. Could be the play of the ball game here. Third and 12. Blair Oaks looking for a stop. They've got another timeout they can use if they do get that stop. The Rebels, with them going for it on fourth down, have two plays to try to get a first down. Here's Murphy. He'll pump fake. Cut back inside to the 20-yard line. Push forward inside the 20. He's close to the spot for the first down. Not close enough. It was third and 12. He picked up about 10. Here comes that timeout from Blair Oaks. And here comes the trainer as Murphy is down once again. He's putting it all on the line, folks. I mean, he is not going to be denied this opportunity as he picked up about seven on that to make it fourth and probably three. So He's favoring that right leg. And I I think it's cramping or something pulled. It's not serious enough to keep him out as he'll get stretched out again. Blair Oaks takes that third and final timeout. We'll keep it here. But this is the play of the ball game coming up here. Blair Oaks does not make a stop. This game is over. The Central Rebels will move on to the state championship game. If Blair Oaks can force the turnover on downs, based on how much time is going to come off the play, I would guesstimate about minute eight, minute seven, something like that. Actually drive 80-plus yards for a touchdown. And do you, if you're Corey Schweiss, do you say, hey, do just keep running around. Do, don't If it's not there, just loop it back. Make them come to you and tackle you, but you don't want to give them free yardage. I don't want to give up free yardage. That's the only reason I say no. That's the only reason I say no to a play like that. 
Here's the problem. Casey Murphy's been doing a lot of that this ball game. How capable is he of buying extra time in the pocket with how his right leg is feeling at the moment? Here we go. Fourth down and three. The season on the line for two teams with a trip to the championship game against Seneca will be decided here. Now Kaysen Murphy's going to line up as a wingback on the right-hand side. It's Bryant in the backfield. Play fake to Harlow. Shuttle pass forward for Jackson Jones. He's stuffed. He's tackled at about the line of scrimmage. The Blair Oaks defense does their job. They come off the field high-fiving their offense, who has a minute seven to march just under 80 yards for the score. It's that play that the Miami Dolphins love to run that Coach Corey Schweiss was bragging. He drew that up before Miami did this season. Well, here we go. Now it's time for your defense to step up. The clap, play fake. Backs to pass. He's under pressure. He'll swing it out near side for Lackman. Picking up blockers. He's spilled out of bounds just at about the original line of scrimmage. Six seconds came off the clock with that play. Two yards were gained because of it. Yeah, and you got to go forward. I mean, there were there weren't many options downfield, but you cannot be just passing it parallel to yourself. You got to make something happen, and two yards is not going to cut it in this instance. He got out of bounds as Blair Oaks will give him a chance to set up. Wing back, two receivers left, two receivers to the right, back to pass, backs outward breaking route, connects with his receiver Halford. He's out of bounds. He's got the first down as well. They're really going to start picking on Braden Berry here on this near side. He's given Halford a couple of uh, big plays here in this fourth quarter. Can he keep it in? Uh, if you're central, you're okay still. You don't want to give up the big play as long as you keep them in front of you. Roll left for backs. Looking downfield on a swing pass. He's got closer, but it's knocked free by Casey Murphy. Closer had it. Murphy came in, popped him in the back, and popped the ball free as well. It's incomplete. Boy, he's tougher than a $2 steak. He, he's, he's not going to get off this field until his team is victorious as Klosser was wide open and had to kind of make a spinning catch, and Murphy just popped him right in the back and was able to knock the ball free as we are down to 50 seconds in this one. Twins left, wing back on that side as well. Two receivers to the right, backs with 50 seconds left to go, trying to march his team nearly the length of the field. He'll tuck and run up the middle. Stiff arms the defender. Now he'll take it to the near side. He's wrapped up there, pushed out of bounds. Man, Bax was dead to rights in the backfield, but he somehow found daylight on the edge and found the sideline as well. If he gets tackled there, that's a huge loss because all those downfield receivers now got to come back and line up. Instead, it's third down and three with 42 seconds left to go. Yeah, I'm not sure why you would call a quarterback draw there. If it, I mean, you just got to be looking to pass here. If you're trying to catch central sleeping, it's just not going to happen. Backs to pass. Looking for the near side. No one's open. Now he lobs it out of bounds on the near side. The season will come down to this. Fourth down and three. Blair Oaks, if they can't convert, their season ends. If they can, it stays alive for another 30-some-odd seconds. There's 36 remaining right now. There is nobody in this county that is on their seat right now as it's a big-time moment. Central fans making noise over there. Blair Oaks Falcons fans making noise over here. Twins and a wing back left, two receivers to the right. Backs trying the hard count. Central doesn't bite. Fourth down and three on the 43-yard line on the Blair Oaks side of the field. Backs met in the backfield. He's driven backwards. The Rebels are going to the championship. It's Sammy Calloway. 
coming up the big linebacker and he was not going to be denied as Bax was trying to spin out like he normally does and just unable to escape the grip of Sam Callaway as the hugs have started for those wearing white on the field. Bax time and time and time again he would hammer it up the middle and the hammer would drive the nail in to pick up those extra three yards he needed this time Sammy Callaway comes in with the denial and the Rebels are in the victory formation and I think they're missing one extra player they're trying to figure out what's going on they're calling for someone yeah someone's coming running on right now it's Hayden Carver the left guard quit celebrating bud you got to get out there for one more play he lines up 31 seconds on the play clock a knee goes down for Kaysen Murphy and that will do it the Rebels with the victory over Blair Oaks 48-43 we will see you in Columbia for the class 3 championship game we'll have coverage right here 11 o'clock kickoff 10:30 pregame Friday morning on KFMO